Wardcast episode 192. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. It's June 3rd. By the gods. The heat is rising and I am dying. Yeah. We're slowly being enveloped by a dying planet. Mm-hmm. My heat meter is maximum and I don't have a red tunic. That's <laughs> <laughs> a wild reference for you. Actually, nice. it's an upcoming time nice. reference. Wow. Nice. Whatever, Jeez. same thing. I'm Dylan Alvento. I'm red tunic Joe Wetmore. And then we're also joined by Alex Damrath. Galaxy Con Alex Damrath. Galaxy Con's own Alex Damrath. Yeah, I actually own that whole, <laughs> yes, you. The whole convention. I'm happy for you. I've heard you did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, I got a lot of good guests caused this year. Caused a car accident in the parking lot, though. Uh, yeah, so that makes that's sense. true. That makes uh, sense. It's okay though. Lou Frigno's there. He'll clean it up. He'll just pick up the cars. He'll uh, <laughs> he'll turn green, and <laughs> we actually would like him when he's angry. In that case, yes, yes. yes. Okay, and cool. uh, there's a bunch of wrestlers, so I assume they can handle things. Yeah, weird, yeah. weird. Um, <laughs> uh, who are the wrestlers? Our last host. Nelson Johnson might know those names. Uh, I think one of them is probably Christian because he goes to a bunch of them. I don't know, Christian. man. Is that his theme? Yeah, it's is like, that his res- wrestling that's name? His name? Well, I'm, I'm going to introduce you to God, and you're going to love the Bible. Uh, like, well, uh, funny, funny, actually the very opposite because he started as a vampire. Oh, cool. I do... What are there, like, eight vampires in the WWE? You got Undertaker. Well, not a vampire. Got this, what's this? He's, what? he's the, he is undead. He is not a vampire. Arguably, vampires could fit really well into like a Christian-themed wrestling like show. Ooh, like everyone is true. Like, like you, they're you, the you, you gotta have heels. some villains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you could have some like demonic origin for him. But man, imagine having like a Van Helsing type wrestler. Oh God, um, yes. But again, that's yeah. the Undertaker. He's dressed like Van Helsing. Well, he is dressed it's not like, just he not the dress. very much dressed actually, like Van Helsing. He's dressed like he's dressed like you, Jackman Van Helsing. He's also Van dressed Helsing, like an Undertaker. And his classic form is just a preacher, a badass preacher. Um, that's true what's his name um grand moff tarkin uh oh oh uh, god peter culling peter that's Cullen? the one yeah no well, you're close. not capaldi no it's capaldi's not capaldi. doctor who peter who is, dinklage. who is actually there peter dinklage not what's his name not Def- oh, peter not. capaldi's there yes he is oh peter dinklage uh, would be a pretty good um a pretty good uh Van wow Hussing. but it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's like we peter have Christian. our own galaxy con right here yeah in my living room and I hate it. So the one wrestler that my friend <laughs> pointed out. And immediately back into wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> the one wrestler my friend pointed out to me, and I don't know like any of these, um, but he had to point out Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who yeah, has yeah, yeah. a chin the size of a grapefruit. Mm-hmm. But he, was, he also played Bane in that Batman movie. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. What? Sergeant Slaughter played Bane? Yeah, in the Batman and Robin. That's not <laughs> true. Let me fact check That can't this. be true. It's true. That cannot be he true. He plays the buff version of Bane. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, feel however you want. It's the truth. That I still hate that movie, and I can't decide if that makes me like it more or less. I can't find any information on that. In the meantime, Robert Pattinson has been signed on as uh, the new Bruce is Wayne. That, is that official now? Yeah. Cool. I'm happy for him. Yeah. So oh, that is a huge chin, though. It's <laughs> such <laughs> a big yeah. chin. Robert Pattinson's chin is <laughs> gargantuan. Nothing he like actually, Sergeant he Slaughter. He has a great though. jawline. He does. He does. It's it's perfect for someone who's going to wear a cowl half the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's <laughs> perfect for someone whose upper half of his face is going to be unrecognizable. Yep. Who's that guy with the real good lips? <laughs> oh, I think that might be Bruce Wayne. Oh, it's my uncle. My uncle's got real good lips. I mean, uh... <laughs> Dylan, I hate to do this to you. 
Oh, did you just fact check me? Are you gonna Hell fact yeah, check me on I'm my live. own? Live, live. He's, he's not. He's not Bane. He's not Bane. Oh, Who was it? Oh man, I think. But I think it was a wrestler. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Bane, Batman, and Robin. This is actor. I love this. Whatever people bitch about fact checking on podcast, I like it. It's. I think it's fun because that way we Robert can make fun of Dylan Swenson. Okay, I don't know. Oh yeah, Robert That's, Swenson. Uh, does he not have a shitty? IMDb. Jeep the Mercenary. What? The Final Solution. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. The Ultimate Solution. Uh, Ooh. Oh, okay. I now regret us fact-checking <laughs> this. <laughs> Moving on. So, hey, video games, am so, I right? Yeah. yeah. There's, there's some video game stuff happening. There's been a lot of stuff happening. I think everyone's uh, eager to talk about some stuff. I love games. Yeah? Yeah. You sure? I love video games so much, I play them sometimes. I'm on oh, the really? fence. But you don't love video games enough. To stay for that Overwatch panel. Don't remind me. Oh, nice jersey. Thanks. Is Overwatch yeah, yeah. really that good, though? I like it a lot, and I still like it a lot. Is that I, your favorite? I, Sorry, go ahead. I, I I liked it when it came out, and I played actually a lot of it this month because I had like a hiatus for a while, and I still like it. If it's you still were to fun. still like a like a few like is it is it social experience is it like shooting smoothness is it like strategy oh, shooting smoothness what is, is so it good. that that is like the main draw of it to you it's uh Got character options i guess variety yeah there's uh, i like how devoted it seems to creating new mechanical uh new, new design spaces in a shooter yes uh like 100 percent. like i really enjoy playing wrecking ball and doomfist because there's nothing else like them Right, and you, and, you and have it. described that uh, Doomfist is like playing a fighting character in a first-person shooter. So it's cool. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that they're very smart for coming up with all of these brand new concepts to the shooter space, and uh, I'm real into it. Uh, I think it's it, there's something about it that may ruin other shooters for me. Like I'm not one for I, like I need massive amounts of graphical fidelity and and high amounts of polish. But wow, there's a lot of polish. Yeah. <laughs> and I admire that. I think yeah. that was my number one takeaway from it, actually. Because yeah. I didn't, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was okay, this is good, but I can't see myself getting attached to it. Okay. But I was like, wow, that was a very polished game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. it, like the animations are beautiful. The the mm-hmm. every every interaction in that game is just like tailored and 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 driven to perfection I, as making, polished making me yeah. as it was <laughs> i felt like the levels the the aesthetic of the of the levels being so like here's the real world place kind of felt disappointing to me somehow like everything mm, else was yeah. the characters are so larger than life that i felt like i was just playing in something that wasn't as inspired as the character design i think the later like uh, added levels will give you a little bit more of that because when mm. they get into like the one that's on the moon is like moon is pretty cooler. good for that yeah yeah uh i kind of like the grounded levels especially because sometimes they just like slam things into them that make them make less sense like the giant uh nuclear reactor in in mexico and uh the mad max area in australia oh uh, uh, yeah junker town junker town um junkerton i do like blizzard world blizzard, blizzard world is funny really as hell it's a good map yeah uh yeah, if there's like absolutely nothing going on around you and you're in that Diablo area, you can hear the original soundtrack from Diablo 2. And the first time that happened to me, I almost cried. That's, that's interesting. That's rad. I, I haven't yeah. played since like it first came out. So the, I'm guessing I'm missing a lot of levels that came out since. There's an anniversary yeah. event. I don't. Is the anniversary event that's over? It's still going on. No, it has uh, to be. It just ha- started like a week it ago. It started like two weeks ago, I think. Oh. It ends in January 11th, Can't which is up. like. 
a week Wait, and a half. June or January? June 11th. Oh, okay. Ooh. January 11th. That'd be sick. 2022. That'd be so just goes for like months. Yeah. Like, yeah, let me get every like skin See, that I don't have now. They would hate that because then be like, oh no. Their bottom they line. Would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you got like a week and, and a half left it. on that. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. I still play a lot of Overwatch. I like the I like learning about it. I like the voice actors, which is the panel was going to be a bunch of the voice actors. Uh, oh. By a bunch, I mean three. Wait, um, which three? The ones they, that matter. Harry Cruz. They have Luce, They have Lucio, which is Johnny Cruz. Cool, cool, uh, cool. Sombra, which is I'm gonna Terry butcher. Cruz. I can't that, remember her first name, leave. but I think it's like Savasa is her last name. Yeah, um, and Roadhog, which is Josh Petersdorf, um, who also has apparently done lots of voices for World of Warcraft. I'm not surprised by that at all. Um, like, Hearing like Roadhog's voice. Lucio and Sombra are kind of like just that. And newbies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but Petersdorf has been with Blizzard for a little while. You know what? I don't. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, you also went to a, uh, was it John DiMaggio? Yes. Panel? I'm a big, big John DiMaggio fan. He's, who is Johnny D? I feel like everyone's got a John DiMaggio character they like. Everyone likes something John DiMaggio. Everyone has loves done. Marcus Phoenix. Yeah, everyone, everyone loves, loves Jake the Dog. Everyone the loves dog. the Joker in The Batman. Right. Was uh, that really him? Yeah, he played. Oh, no, it wasn't. He's was that Aqu- also Mark Hamill? No, I'll figure. I'll fact check myself. He's Aquaman and Brave and the Bold. Uh, okay. What? Yes. I might have to watch Brave and the Batman, Brave and the Bold. Uh, I want him to replace all of his other voice acting lines with him just doing Marcus Phoenix for all of them. I um, scratch one growth. I never posted it because I I was like high school and I never like feel proud of it like super self conscious. But at one point I made a video of Gears of War footage uh where Marcus Phoenix is walking around and then like every time he spoke it was just the character Schnitzel from Chowder. Because <laughs> uh, that's also him. That's the, good. The uh, is it? Yeah. Wow. Um, the Joker in the Batman. What was, a range. Was played by Kevin Michael Richards, and I apologize. I, man, that, this is yeah. tough. This is just well, this is just an episode full of fact checks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So ninety percent of of like those questions, like his two biggest roles are, are probably Bender and Jake the Dog. Um, and uh, so I went, but I went up there and I asked him about Scotsman and Samurai Jack because it's definitely one of my favorites. And uh, was my my question was like how much of there there's an episode the the episode where the Scotsman and Samurai Jack first meet is on a bridge, and it's like one person wide so they can't get past each other, mm-hmm. and so they sit there, and they just sort of have like like Stand how are we off. gonna get through this? And the Scotsman is very rude and and standoffish, and so he just like opens up practically with a i thought it was like a minute but it's like only 20 second but still 20 second long insult against samurai jack and it's so good because it's just like delivered through this the thickest scottish accent he can muster with such vitriol mm-hmm. and like all manner of, of like spit and saliva and just <laughs> like <laughs> you know let's let's i i wish i could recite any of it but i mean in, in the moment, so I walked up and I was like, so how much of that was improvised and how much of that was script? He's like, it was all script. Hang on, let wow. me find it. And then like just did the whole thing. 
like wow. in front of the audience. That's yeah, awesome. And <laughs> my brother, who was also there, unbeknownst to you, was saying that they didn't. They they had said don't request quotes, right? But he was like, no, I'll do this one. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he specifically was like, you know, was like this wasn't a request. You just get this one for free. <laughs> wow. Yeah, since I technically didn't that's ask amazing. for it, I just asked if it was scripted or improvised. <laughs> and Samurai Jack and the Scotsman's relationship, like, I mean, obviously they start off like rivals, yeah. and then, but oh my god, what a good pair of characters. Yeah. Oh, he's Manly Dan in Gravity Falls. He right. is. Yes, I, I do want to throw in. He does play a Batman villain. He plays Mister Freeze in Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Thank you. So there you go. I All think right. he played yeah. Joker. In I'm, one I'm of them. extracting us from this conversation. Okay, cool. And okay. Putting us into the world of Undertale. Alex, you'd be Undertale. Yeah, I'd beat Undertale. What, what do you I, think? I, I, I'm gonna leave the room. Joe, Joe's, Joe's <laughs> looking at me. Do we want? Do you want to talk? Uh, spoilery spoilers? Yeah, I'd like to. Okay. Um, um, oh I, if that's okay. Oh, yeah, sorry, that's fine. Joe. <laughs> let's, let's give me a second. Bye, bye, bye. Oh, oh, he's sulking away. Oh. And all right, so Dylan's just he's moving the chair, and then the chair is bound, and the door is opening. Joe is moving around it, and he has exited the room, and the door, and he scratched his head because he's a little sad about it. Bye, Joe. Bye, Joe. I'm sorry, Joe. All right, we'll try and make this quick. Uh, so yeah, like the bit where um uh your your main character dies. Wow, that's a it's pretty shocking. And then like and then Sans turns out to be God. And, is that the uh, implication there? I'm, I'm mostly making jokes. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, been a while. Okay. It's been a minute. Okay, so forgive me if I don't remember everything about. Uh, how many routes did you complete? I played it once. <laughs> Same here because I couldn't bring myself to okay. do it the second time. I really uh, I know everything. I know a lot about okay. the other route because when my friend Mike, well, there are, is a monster. There are technically three. <laughs> Shout out to Mike. Uh, Macassiano. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he knows. There are technically three routes. Um, I think he did all three. Which okay. is fucked up. This is kind of fucked up. Was and the tr- game like recognizes that you that you yeah. did all what three. What is it? Pacifist, true neutral. It's it's uh there's neutral, um, pacifist, and genocide. God, the names. Um and then there's like subcategories for the first two. So mm-hmm. like there there can be like true pacifist or regular pacifist, mm-hmm. and then neutral has several branches, because depending on who you kill and who you spare, changes up the ending of that in a huge way. Um, so well not in a huge way, but Sans's phone call at the end will will be different depending on like who you killed, who you spared. Um, uh, if you like if you uh, if you kill uh, Asgore, someone takes his place. And who takes his place sort of goes down a chain of command. Oh, okay. So there's so a line of succession. So it's Undyne first. Okay. And then, like, if uh, you killed Undyne, it's Alphys. Uh, and uh, that doesn't sound too bad with Alphys as... <laughs> it's just an anime. Queen. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. yeah. I think at one point, Toriel might have been picked. So maybe, like, she's I killed first. Her. Yeah. Um, so when I started this game, oh, I was Jesus like... Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I didn't, like, in take the, take the lesson of, like, oh, you can... You can mm-hmm. avoid, yeah. yeah. You can avoid killing people. Mm-hmm. So I think I killed Toriel, Papyrus. I think I killed Undyne. So basically, from then, from Toriel to Undyne, everyone died. Every I killed all of those people. Oh my both, god! Both just regular mobs and named people. Wow! And it wasn't okay. until after that. So I think I spared Metaton. I'm pretty sure I did a full true pacifist run. 
Yeah. So, well, well, what's interesting is I I did a full true pacifist, which is like you don't you don't even use the attack button uh, except for Asgore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I talked. I ran away. I, I spared absolutely everyone. I had to figure out puzzles for several of them about like you know what what constitutes sparing. Um, I did not realize going in, even though I knew that was my goal going in, I was like, all right, if you're going to tell me this is a game where I can't kill anyone, I'm not going to kill anyone. Um, I didn't realize going in that that meant I would never, ever level up and be stuck right. at 20 HP for the yes. whole yeah. game. So it was basically like, what, one hit kill near no, the end? Um, Close to it? I think it's like two. Uh, two or three. Asgore was two or three. Yeah. Um, that Asgore fight, even with like the amount of XP I had. Mm-hmm. It's pretty tough. Which yeah. you and had a lot only... of XP. Yeah, monster. A lot of execution points. Of execution right. Points. That was my favorite twist. <laughs> Not for Alex. It didn't yeah, sound like I went it. on the Discord and I was like, "That is the cheesiest fucking." Oh no, I loved it. <laughs> oh, I loved it because because the game knows what it is so much that it's just like, "Well, here." I guess. But yeah, that, I, but it, that particular bit is played off so seriously. Like, there's no music. Sure. Sans doesn't even have like noises when he's talking. But the game had ingratiated it's, itself to me so much at that point. It was like. Same. You know, if 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 that scene with Sands is the season eight of Game of Thrones, I will give it to him. Yeah, sure. I was so That's happy me. up until that point. It was it Completely was totally agree. fine. Uh, and then like, but then like, it immediately like got me to tear up as Sands is just like basically lauding how proud of me he is. Mm-hmm, just like mm-hmm. even when you had to run away from fights, you did it with a smile, buddy. You're the best ever, and he's like so proud of you when you do it. And it's he's, so good. And it's so good. The part that really <laughs> fucked me up is when you go into the uh, duplicate tutorial house. Yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, great. I was like, oh, no, yeah. I fucked up. Yeah. yeah. That one, oh, something bad's going to happen here. That that really fucked me up. Uh, gosh. Um, that, the the beginning music for the Asgore fight, just the, the, when you start the fight and you're, and I think you try to do something and then he's just like, no. And then opens his cloak and he starts yeah, the actual the spear fight. out. There's yeah. a really good animation of just like, shing. It's and he's yeah. so good. But the music is just like, ting, ting. And then, so it's three notes, and then it begins. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is very good. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you can't actually do a pacifist route for your very first one. However, there's a trick that essentially just gives it to you. Um, I forget the reasons why. Uh, so to get true pacifist, you also need to have the three dates, uh, which are Papyrus, Undyne, and Alphys. Okay. Um. And so I did, you can do Papyrus and Undone for the first time, uh, but Alphys has like a secret thing. So the first time you beat the game, it doesn't count it as a pacifist, even if you didn't kill anybody. Uh, and you have to go through the whole Photoshop flowey fight and and see everything like the normal way. And, uh, and then at the very end, flowey kind of relents and tells you, you know, there's 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 still more that you can do. You could be a better friend to Alphys, I think, is like what mm-hmm. he says. Mm-hmm. And then so the game actually quits and then you come back to it, uh, which is like all the stuff about like the game, just like the window closing on its own. Yeah. yeah. Those are really powerful and very well. I done. got so mad the first time I did that because since I didn't have like, you know, a perfect run, I don't think I killed. I didn't kill Asgore. But then Flowey comes out and kills right. As- Asgore. Mm-hmm. Kills him anyway. And then goes in this 
world you either kill or you die right and then closes the game and i was like right. well fuck you game that's a shitty ending and i like, <laughs> walked away for a couple days and you can hear my reaction on like a really old episode where they're like no you didn't beat the game beat the and game. i was like oh yeah yeah you're supposed to go like what the fuck and like open it up again right um, no i just got mad and stormed off <laughs> also a response that's fine yeah um so uh yeah, and then like you when you reopen the game, you're at an earlier save and you can go into Alphys's lab and talk to her. Uh no, you find uh, her and Metaton at the hotel. Mm. And um you talk to them and they help you uh or or, or uh, it moves you into a date, quote unquote. Alphys gives you a love letter that you're supposed to... to del- no, Undyne finds you and gives you a love letter that mm-hmm. you're supposed to deliver to Alphys. It's a big old menage a trois. Right. Um, and then you give it to her and she she's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I, I need to get ready for this date. Uh, you help her like pick out a dress. Uh, you do... It's like, or no, she figures out. She at first she thinks it's you that wants to date her, mm-hmm. and because you're silent, you can't like tell her. <laughs> um, so you guys go out on a date together, and like then she reveals like oh, I can't do this. I don't actually have any feelings for you. You're a super great friend, but really I love Undyne, and so you help her like role play and like figure out how uh, to. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're just like I'll be Undyne and you be Alphys, and like you guys yeah. figure out. Uh, and you like help her get a little more confident and then undyne shows up and it's worth noting that this is like happening in a a dumpster like you're just like (laughs) okay you're just at a big junkyard um and uh so good i forget the punchline like undyne's not doing it to be mean i forget exactly how this happens but there's a bit where she like picks up alphys rolls her into a ball and tosses her through a basketball hoop and into a trash can was just like one does right yeah and and in the name of love right and says something to the effect of you know i love you for all your trashiness and all your bullshit and then like (laughs) and yeah and then there's like a there's alphys uh goes away um citing something about like you know i just can't do this yet i'm not ready um and you go to her lab and you go through there's a there's a spooky level Ooh. Is um, the ghost there? Yes. That listens to the music? Uh, not Naps to Bluke. Oh, um, okay. It's a... Uh, the Amalgams? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, you find out there's like a like a dark, hidden, tragic story to Alphys and what she did as a royal scientist. The game's fucked up, dude. Man, I need to go back and play Undertale again. You do. Yeah, you um, do. The game is super messed up. This bit's... So maybe I shouldn't spoil a whole lot of this. Yeah, I'm um, kind of curious to experience it on my own. Um, Yeah, you go through this... But but you go through this extra Alphys mission where you're essentially exploring her secret lab. Um, It's it's a it's a part of... Yeah, of, of her lab that you haven't been able to see before. And you find ghosts. Um, Essentially... You you know that at this point that monsters when they die just turn to dust, mm-hmm. and it turns out uh, Alphys was trying to fill them with determination to try and convert their souls to sure. human souls yeah. in order to fulfill Asgore's requests without right. having to murder. And the rest you got to play um, and find out. And anyway, it fucked these monsters up real bad. Uh, yeah, I always like that kind of stuff in like Fallout. Mm. You find the vaults, mm-hmm. and the fail experiments. 
And yeah, this is funny. This is definitely were, like super tragic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's real tragic. It's real scary. Um, it's it essentially it's that whole level is like a horror game. Yep. Um, wow. But not like not like jumpy scary. Sure, but it's just like kind of like dreadful. unnerving the whole yeah. time. Although there's a really cute gag. You find a room with like a bunch of beds where like she was keeping the monsters. Um, and there's one that you can crawl into and fall asleep. And if you do and that, that's a level of Wolfenstein <laughs> while you sleep. If you if you do that, if you sleep in the bed, like the longer you wait, this animation starts to happen. And like at any point, if you press a button, you you get up and you interrupt it. But this ghost starts to slowly fade in, like behind the bed, and then it reaches out a hand like slowly towards your towards you towards your head, mm-hmm. and it's like quickly grabs the covers and pulls them over your head and gives you a pat and then disappears. <laughs> it's nice. it's real good. So um, you like the game? I like the game a lot. So yeah. does this mean you're gonna go and play Delta Room? So I've already started Delta Room. Yes, but you gotta play Cave Story now. Is the rule? Is the rule that we agreed off air? That you should have reiterated before you just said that. No, it's fine. Dangerous, um, <laughs> dangerous, dangerous. Um, yeah, I'll play. You said that you said they're very similar. Yeah, I, I think they you're, you'll, you'll find a lot of the similar charm, similar cloth. Uh, man, I now I'm not sure. Damn it, there was one really big spoiler that I wanted to talk about, but apparently you don't know about. Was it this. the genocide run? No, although okay. I so I read all about the genocide run, and that has some really cool moments. Like I had no idea about Kara. This is why when we brought up in the Discord, like, isn't the character's name Frisk? You're like, what? No, you named them. If you do the genocide run and the true neutral and the true pacifist run, uh, there's there's some some hidden elements to the story you might not know. Like the character has a name? Mm. Yeah. Given name? Mm-hmm. You didn't name the, your character. No, you did not. You named something else. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And every time you get a game over and something is talking to you and saying your name, they're not, that's, that's, Frisk is hearing that, but it's not what you think. Go play the game again. Mm, you should yeah, go play the game again. There's a lot of little hidden, like, like, so in order to experience the full story, every single little hidden bit of detail, you have to do all three runs. Okay. Um. However, like, Genocide runs wicked hard. So it's wicked hard. Wicked hard. Also, wicked apparently, hard. Wicked also apparently emotionally devastating. So yeah. uh there's I, do you can do what I just did and like read a synopsis about everything that happens in this in the gen- genocide run. Okay. Um But True Neutral ends on the greatest one of the greatest high notes I've ever had in a video game. Uh that is just so, so beautiful. I, I assume Nelson, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Yes. Um, but that fight is wonderful. It makes it made me feel like I was just like floating in my seat, like this is amazing the whole time. And uh, best song in the game, I think. I liked a lot of the music, and it surprised me that like you know everyone talks about Megalovania and uh, Death by Glamour is a great one. Which one's Megalovania? Uh, that's that's um, a spoiler. That's a spoiler. Oh. Um, but I like Metaton's theme, not the glamour one, but the. Not the Metaton EX theme, yeah, but, but, the, the, but the robot. So good. It's so good. There's elements of it in Metaton EX that I think work really, really oh, well. Oh, yes, because it's a light motif. Yeah. Mm. Uh, light motif. Apparently mm. it's not, but I don't know. I don't know anything <laughs> about music composition. So. Uh, but yeah, uh, the song Hopes and Dreams is the best song. Go play ever. it again, Dylan. Go. Okay. Yeah. And, and, uh, if you can. 
I mean, well, it's, no, still, well, it's no, still no, no. installed on if the PC, can. on the old right. PC. We'll talk about that Did later. you play it on PC? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm still wondering how they do the execution quit out on Switch or I wonder if it just goes to the home or I'll just like... Re- Mike, because I, I, I think he played it on PS4. I think on Vita, it just resets the game. Okay. That would yeah. be, okay. That's fine. Yeah. That's not as effective as it just as straight like, up oh, quitting my, the desktop. This is my yeah. desktop now. Weird. Yeah. All right. Um, we I'll should s- bring Joe back in. Do sure. you have one more thing? Uh, I paid for Timmy's college education, as one should. Hell yeah. You should yeah. <laughs> tweet at her on Twitter. Let her know. <laughs> All right. I'm going to bring Joe back in. Okay. He's he's getting up. He's moving the chair. The chair is being moved. Uh, he is he's He picked it up. It's down now. He's going to open the door. He's going to... He's yelling. <laughs> Joe is walking back down the hall. Hello. Hi. Joe is. Hi, oh, Joe. he's peeking in. He's peeking in. He's, so he's ended up being not as many spoilers as it we out. thought. Because he... it turns out Dylan needs to play a more Undertale. It turns out I play Undertale better than Dylan. <laughs> Pro Undertale <laughs> player like over here. Combat, so. I also find it really funny how much of this game is clearly influenced by like a lot of anime. Oh God, yes. And how much of that? I mean, maybe it's probably better for the fact that Dylan hasn't seen a whole lot of anime. Yeah, because then it's he just is. like, oh, yeah, that's an Undertale so. thing and not an anime thing. Uh, Soon, airplane for one, was such a oh, such a my God. great, so good, such a great joke, uh, so good. My uh, my Smash Bros. Fighter swordsman is named Sundere J. Nice, that's good. Sundere J, huh? Welcome back, Joe. Hey, what's up, guys? Have you had a good spoiler time in here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm just about to say, uh, uh, I started Undertale. <gasps> I mean, no, I started <laughs> Delta Rune, the other one. Uh, the other one. Same thing. Same thing. Uh, I'm, I'm in the monster world. I met with Rol- Rolzier or Rol- Roldal. Roldal. Yeah. Rosalina. Uh, um, That's the little squat dude. In the green cloak. Rosa oh, is her. the yeah. right, 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 right. in Oracle of Ages. Seasons. Oh. Seasons as Sabrosia. <laughs> you, uh, Joe, live fact checks. Oracles. The Oracle Ages games have been coming up a lot lately. This is weird. I just had like a conversation on Twitter with a friend about them. Well, I, Two it, different conversations on the Discord and it, like now this. At I'm least like, over here, it, it originated with me going falling for some fake nintendo account being like we're bringing all these game boy color games to nintendo online i was like oh sweet guys like it was a wait a second this is gotta be so good though. this isn't nintendo it's bad. i would love that but what an yeah. obvious thing to do yeah. <laughs> what an obvious way to make money <laughs> that they most assuredly will not do now yeah. right 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 uh, so i'll i'll wrap this up um yeah, there was Undertale finished, Deltarune started. I also have uh, been playing a lot of Overwatch for the anniversary event. I've been mm-hmm, playing mm-hmm. Um, a lot more Brawl Stars lately. Yeah, me too. Uh, it just sort of like started kicking up for me where it's just like clicked and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm addicted now. Because it used to be like every other week and now I'm like checking every night and making sure I get all those tokens. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and uh, I picked up last night and played for two hours of Void Bastards. I hear that's really good. It, I like the art style. It's sure. an amazing art style. Um, I, I mean, it's sort of funny how Borderlands started off with just like, we're going to make this look like a comic book. And then Void Bastard just like, hold my beer. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> was that was that Borderlands' goal? I thought Borderlands' goal was like, we like Wind Waker. 
I think um, it was a mix of those. It definitely like the the. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't think Borderlands like really set off with just like we're gonna be exactly a comic book. But um, right. the the heavy lines in Borderlands definitely call to like inking, like black sure. ink comics. Yeah. But even if it wasn't their intention, it like it's easy to make that draw. But Void Bastards is definitely taking this idea that I feel like a lot of games definitely have of just like looking like a drawn art comic Especially book, because they have that kind of Mike Mignola slash um, Darkest Dungeon style to some of the at least some of the creatures that i saw i didn't look at too much of and it it's yet. pushed into every nook and cranny like the menus or comic book panels um i think 13 is probably the only one to come as close mm, yeah. as this and this this, yeah. this beats 13 mm, um 13's got that picture in picture right throwing a throwing knife and seeing the little like comic panels come up with like the head getting mm, from the so throwing good. that was good mm. uh, but uh, uh, void bastards has stuff like um if there's enemies close by but like behind a wall you will see little like automatopoeia words pop up on yeah, your screen. Yeah, I heard about like, that. Step, step, oh, step, cool. step. That's step. good. Cool. I like that. Yeah. That's real good. That'd be um, good for like a multiplayer like component. Yeah, Ooh, that'd yeah. be real cool. Um, uh, occlusion for the stealth. explosions have the big have a big like yellow word boom. Ooh, yeah. yeah, there's um, a game coming up that weirdly also has onomatopoeia, but it's not uh, it's not a comic booky game. Okay, it's being made by THQ Nordic. <clears throat> oh, uh, but it's called it's called Biomutant. Oh, Biomutant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's very like Wushu Ninja slash Rocket Raccoon. Yes. Slash mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild. But slash like actual like biopunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it has it does have like like comic book style splash art on as well. But it's funny because it doesn't fit as well there as it, it would in, in um what's it called? Uh I honestly every time I see Void Biomutant Bastards. uh uh yeah, Void Bastards. Every time I see Biomutant footage, I'm getting less and less impressed with it. I'm I'm less yeah, excited yeah, yeah. about the looks it of looks the, the visuals as as I am the concept of the game. I'm I'm curious to see if it does well. Like uh, it's is it what the, is it like a third person action? Yeah, third yes. person right? action game. Is yeah. it, it's, but it's not top down, right? No, no. It's about it's like say, over the shoulder, over yeah. the shoulder. Okay, because like I was about to say if it was top down, then those games. What was that double fine game? Rad. Somebody who, like, yeah. would, would have eaten mm-hmm. its lunch, right? 100%. Somebody compared it to Devil May Cry and like the way it feels <laughs> when they. Uh, the way it feels, the way really? it feels when you play, like huh. with the combat, like it, it moves oh, no. around, like Devil May Cry. Oh no, it's a shimmer. The, the combat. Looks, Hold on a second, guys. Which is I interesting. Think I have to get into this. Which is interesting because in the videos, the combat looks way clunkier. Like I don't know, Devil May Cry always looks and feels really, really smooth. Yeah, it does. Yes. And in that footage, yeah. there was like a little too much hit stun or a little too much delay in the attack. It's it's definitely hard to tell because <laughs> yeah, everything about it looks a little bit yesteryear. But not in a way that I yes. hate because I like stylistic elements of it. I like some of the outfits. I like some of the monster design. I definitely like where a lot of the, the art direction yeah. is going. There's yeah. an aesthetic. There's a yesteryear aspect to the aesthetic that I think is needed now because that yesteryear thing is like we're going to be really bright and bold with our colors. I mean, yeah. that's THQ, right? THQ is like trying to like resuscitate double A or B yes. right. tier games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, who knows Other how things. successful they've been with? Well, yes, others. <laughs> more gross things but the, the tough part i have is like i'm trying to like okay like uh, people worked on by me that are probably good people yeah <laughs> and, and uh, oh like, yeah for sure uh, well all the shit that went down with like the the 8chan shit yeah like, that's not them yeah that wasn't but it even wasn't uh thq corporate it was like right. THQ was like, publishing like yes. some weird publishing oh, arm. okay it's sort so, of like unfortunate uh, but hard yeah. to hold it against that team and then it, it's it's sort of like not to call names people who read on cdpr for GOG's social media bullshit. Right, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean like both yes, it wasn't you can't blame the part for the whole, but also the whole has to take responsibility for like the ownership. 
So, I mean, like, yes. There, like, there is more disconnect there, Like, I CD Projekt yeah. is not inherently responsible for every, all the, like, one, the, the, the poor decisions and shitty transphobia of, like, one social media manager on their GOG account, but right. also they are responsible because that is one of their employees. Sure. But, uh, yeah, um, Void Bastards is pretty, pretty great. Uh, if you like douglas adams hitchhiker's guide okay uh you're gonna love it it's uh the entire game is permeated by that overall tone of just like absurdity uh, sci-fi absurd humor there's um, a narrator yes and yeah. he's very british which really adds to that um, but not like but he's not like overwhelming i heard like I he's d- funny no. but like he's subtle and this he's is... also like in the world so he's he's the ship's onboard computer uh, and he's talking okay. to you okay. i was hoping it was gonna yeah. be like a g-man thing where he's yeah. just like looking through he all the windows yeah right mm. um this, this is another funny comparison because biomutant also has a british narrator talking oh, about what you do in the game amazing <laughs> and, and that is yeah. Stephen fry <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Stephen um, fry and biomutant and then it's hugh laurie and void no. oh, it's man. uh it's it's a bit of fry and laurie yeah. hey uh it, it's pretty good because like the very first sort of tutorial ish level that they throw you into um you uh you're supposed to like find this one specific item which is sort of like the overall goal of a lot of these levels is you're basically hopping from random space station to random space station trying to find specific items for a specific goal uh in this case like a like an ink head for a printer to try and write you a new id because being a prisoner your galactic issued like id was of course shredded mm. um of because bureaucracy uh, and there's you there's know like how it goes. There's lots of like funny quips to go along with that, of course. Yeah. So you're like, okay, well, you have a printer, but you're out of ink. So like, your very first tutorial mission is to like, well, there's an ink header on this on this ship, um, and so you just sort of like start off in there. And there's something about how you, know, you first start off and you're like, you have a gun, but the computer's like, oh dear, did we forget to give you bullets? Um, well, and then you just have like none. So you have to like it teaches you to sneak. Essentially, you have to like get through that first level without alerting anything. You find the ink header, and then like shit goes south immediately, where a bunch of like pirates or something. I don't know what this bad faction is yet, but they've showed up in that in that tutorial uh, area. They clamp onto the space station. They hoard in there, and you're like you just essentially you're like your computer's like I suggest running. You know, like you got to book it to the exit. Right. Uh, and before you can get there, I, I I just got mowed down. And um, then the computer just sort of like breaks the fourth wall for a second. It's like, don't worry. We expected you to die or something like that. And it's like, you know, this is, but, you know. And then it turns out you're pro- you're you're playing, you're piloting these, um, these void bastards, if you will. All of these different criminals. Um, but like out of their back pops this little robot who flies out of the airlock. And then just sort of like latches onto a new prisoner's back, mm-hmm. and then oh, you nice. start piloting them. Mm. And so Ratatouille esque, kind of yeah, um, Men in Black esque. And then so like everything you carried between runs gets moved to the because that's your backpack mm. essentially is this robot okay. gets carried to the next character. All of these new characters have different physical attributes that okay. determine so it's a how rogue good you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a rogue. It's run based. Okay. Um, I've only seen pictures of it. I have no concept of. I was the also surprised. It's, like I knew nothing a, about it. It is a roguelike immersive sim, so you can do like stealth. You can do Weird. run and gun and shooty, which like my shooty other, looty. 
Kick him in the booty. Is it? Which is uh, which what is. appealed to me because my other favorite roguelike is an immersive sim. We've talked about Eldritch before. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, is it fairly linear in design, or is it like open ended? No, it's very open ended, and you can like approach levels in any way you want. Uh, my second character uh, was a. So you get, they all get like different attributes too. So my second character was a smoker, which means like every once in a while he's going to randomly cough and alert every enemy around him. <laughs> So he can't really play stealthy. So mm-hmm. you have to like take all that into account as mm-hmm. you play. And um, yeah, it's yeah, a, I've heard good things about it. It's so far pretty fun. Like I didn't get to play a whole lot last night, but I'm looking forward to keep trying. And, Are you playing on Switch? Uh, is it on Switch? Is it on Switch? I thought it, I thought that was exclusively where it was. No, because no. it was it, it was endorsed by Xbox. Yeah, it's on Xbox Game Pass. Oh, okay. There is an there is an Xbox limited edition controller for it. My goodness! Ooh, uh, that would look good in that color palette. Yeah, I mean, it's real. It's real good. Sexual color palette. Um, hot, hot. hot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but I got it on PC. Cool. Because yeah, the PC, PS4, Xbox. Is it even on Switch? Let's, uh, let's find out. Well, I hope to uh, hear more about it because I've heard good things from other people as well. Nelson, Nelson Johnson. Speaking of games with onomatopoeia, everybody should play Sunset Overdrive. Boom! Still playing it. No. How? <laughs> I just really needed to say that's a really fantastic game with onomatopoeia. Yeah. Did you yeah. complete it or are so, you done yeah, with it? Yeah, I finished it. And then there's like post-game story stuff oh. that's not, but hmm. it does After not have scene. the catalog yes, kind of thing. But it does not have the same quality in cutscenes as the main game. And okay. so I'm thinking it was like, uh, we put some stuff out after the game was done. Is this? Shrug. Was it DLC? I don't know because okay. I because I because I actually don't know the way that Sunset Overdrive worked because I'm so far removed from when it originally came out on the Xbox that now I'm playing I'm playing it on PC right um I don't know how that DLC Curious was worked if into it, it is and I just never thought to look DLC. it up because I was like this is just okay and I right. saw credits so I'm fine because if it is DLC that like doesn't really bode well for like Insomnia's Insomniac's track record for. DLC like post game yeah. DLC because like the Spider Man DLC it's not that great didn't exactly catch they, the world on fire did Insomniac do well the Black Hat stuff the one thing with Black Hat was good like okay. that one chapter did Insomniac have anything to do with an Infamous no that's no Sucker that's Punch. Sucker, Sucker Punch. Punch they're doing yeah. Ghost of Tsushima yeah oh, that's right which is MIA as of right now well it was announced last year right. Mm, no, was it announced at E3 last year? Or did no, they just it was announced give it? two years ago? Yeah. and this is the first time we're seeing. Last year was the first time we saw gameplay for Put it. it. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. I talked to a narrative because I had a from, weird. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, last Train Jam 2017, no, 2018. What year is it? I uh, talked to. Thank you. You're welcome. I talked to a narrative designer at Sucker Punch, and he seemed to enjoy his job. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I like their narratives, so. Yeah. Mostly infamous. The first one was just really fucking good. Second son was cool. Yeah. No, he wasn't a narrative designer. I think he was a gameplay programmer. I don't know. He had both like a writing oh. background and a software engineering background. I like their gameplay. Mostly infamous <laughs> one, but <laughs> the rest are good too. <laughs> um, but no, I'm done with that. I've I've started no, it's playing done with new you. games. It's done with you. I mean, that's fine. Uh, I've started playing new games. You've moved on with your yeah, life? Yeah, I have. Tell I me. Have. What are these new games? Uh, I can talk about two briefly. Okay. And then one in a little bit more detail. Okay. Started playing Hades. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
I'm curious. I, I played it when it first came out, and uh-huh. it felt like it was pretty limited in what was there content-wise. Like, sure, happened, and that's why he weapons. hates the Epic Store. Turns out he, makes just, sense. he just didn't it like makes Hades. Makes all the sense in the world. Um, well, I, I, I liked Hades. I think it, I think it was... I mean, you've probably played it more than I have at this point. <laughs> a, a, a full two hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah. I played it more than you. <laughs> okay. There we so, go. Um, I So, one of the reasons that I got into it, the art style. Pretty, it's uh, super giant. Love super giant, yeah. And Hades' the sun is like super hot. So like, nice. I'm gonna nice. play the game. Hades, the main character, is actually my least favorite piece of their design. Like, I, I agree, but have you looked at his beard? Because his beard has a pattern in it that is Wait, throughout the rest of... The player character has a beard? Or no, 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 no. Hades. Oh. Oh, okay. oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant the son is my oh. favorite part of the design. Oh, um, H- The father's fine. The son is just kind of like... He's a little generic. twerpy. He's, yeah. yeah, he's very generic. Yeah. Especially when... So... For what's the people it, what's who don't his know, name? Um, Zagreus, like Prince Zagreus or something like that. Which I didn't know Hades had a son in any kind of mythology. I so. mean, who heard of Kratos before God of War? So, <laughs> like Kratos is part of Greek mythology. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, so you play as Hades' son, Prince Zagreus. I'm hoping I'm getting that name right. Um, and if I'm not, eh, it's fine. Zagreus um, theorem. <laughs> Zagreus. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Anyway, I did for you. Thank you. I didn't need to repeat it, but I tried. Um. And you are trying to get out of hell because you're like, ah, this place sucks. Gotta get out of that Tartarus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All that Tartarus buildup. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> with that Tartarus demon. Can I have uh, fish and chips with some Tartarus sauce? <laughs> uh, there, that, was, that was the only one I could think of. Um, good, good. So you're trying to get out of hell because you're just like, ah, this place sucks. It's hell. Mm-hmm. And I'm a twenty-something-year-old dude who looks the way I really Prince like Agrius the looks. element where, like, all the other people, characters you're interacting with, Achilles and like your aunts mm-hmm. and uncles and shit, they're all like, "Yeah, we want you to get out too." Like, yeah. don't worry, like, so, like we oh, were cool. rooting for you. Yeah. So that's the thing is, like, as you start going, you you will finish a room. Also, it's a roguelike, so yeah. and I a like narrative the, roguelike, a narrative yes. roguelike, and I love the reasoning behind why it's a roguelike, and it's. This is hell. Like Hades is just like this is hell. It is created because my job is to make sure that the undead don't get out of hell. Mm-hmm. So ev- so the rooms will always change. He's noble. He's not. He's yeah, noble. Right. The Lich King. He's doing like a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, you know so it's hell. Someone got to take it's care hell. of these undead. I'm Hades. They're undead. It is what it is. In a lot of Greek mythology, he's not a bad guy. That's he's the thing. Just stuck with like the worst either, job. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and he loves his wife. And uh, <laughs> nice, nice, he does. nice. Um, that's the woman he kidnaps, right? No, he didn't kidnap her. She was cursed to be and kidnapped. Then to be kidnapped. Yeah, just like Princess Peach. And and oh. she shows up, and like in in actual mythology, he's not like I'm not here to like force you or whatever. You're just you have to be here. Well, let's be fair though. And mm, all of the Greek yeah, gods, that's a bit nably. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> All the from Greek what, gods are mildly problematic. From yeah, what? all the Greek gods are like kind of dicks. Remember that time Zeus uh, became a goat and then fucked a woman? That was cool, right? Yeah. See, so there's a lot t- of really bad <laughs> Greek gods. I'm saying that like literally if you read any of that. Hades like, is not the worst of them. Hades is by far probably the best one. Sure. The best you could say he's trying to make the best out of hell. Yeah. That said, I thought Hades was gay. I've seen Hercules, the Disney version. And look, that's a <laughs> great that James Woods that's a voice great that thing character. to tell James Woods. <laughs> yeah, I can almost guarantee that character is not gay. He's definitely no, got gay best I think, friend vibes. I think, I think we need to make he's him gay. gay. My, he's gay in my head. Yeah, this is the head. Actually, yeah. yeah. Now but, I think we need to make him gay more than ever. He's pansexual. 
but uh, that works. You, there, the, you do you get to collect ambrosia like as you go. You find ambrosia. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I get to give this to somebody. You can like send it off to Zeus. You can send it. To, you can give it to your dog. You can give oh, it to Achilles. Nice. Red, Super red. giant games and dogs recently. Dogs you are get good. Cerberus. Dogs, dogs are dope. Dogs you are good. Cerberus. Yeah, but I mean, like, who's yeah, the green tail? Yeah, yeah, like the no, dog in Empire. Dogs and Super Giant. No, but, it's just those two. But okay. when you when your studio has only made four but games, no, Cerberus. That's a big track record. <laughs> you, have, you have Cerberus as your he's your puppy. That's he's your cool. big boy. This is how we uh, this is how we find out that they only made Hades so that they could get a dog into their next game. But uh, so the, can the, you pet the dog in Hades? Um, not can, there's you, no animation for well, it. Well, yeah, but you you like have a dialogue three out of ten. It gets described. Yeah, he gets described. Yeah. But you, the one, there's a couple different like ongoing unlocks in that mm-hmm. game where like you, you can go into a mirror and like level up your character. That's, those are some permanent updates. Yeah, you get weapons and stuff. But also, your relationship with these gods unlocks stuff. So like if you build up a relationship with Achilles, he'll be like, hey, hey here's my fucking sweet shoes. Yeah, uh, and you can put these on when you go out to do stuff, or you can level up your relationship with uh, like, like Artemis, and then all of your shooting yeah. ability is you, you is get super better. Increased. And that's a really fun like at, at intervals you'll run into yeah. these gods, and they'll be like, let me give you a gift to try to get out of here. Yeah, it's it's really all, and not only that, but because they all have their own really specific characteristics, each one. Like the abilities they give you just make sense. Yes. So like the um the thing with Air- you meet Ares at one point and mm-hmm. he's just like oh yeah like use one of my blessings and it's one of the things is just like your attack is way better. There you go. Makes sense. And then Gotta one work. of the other ones is you get Doom, which is or you affect enemies with Doom so that after you hit them, like maybe a second passes and then they get extra damage. If I'm not mistaken, um, the love goddess, I can't remember her name. Aphrodite. Aphrodite. Yeah. She, I think the makes enemies, you hit enemies yeah. and they do less damage to you. Oh, I think her that's benefit. Cool. That's cool. Have you unlocked the shield yet? The throne shield? So that not is yet. the best weapon by far. Okay, cool. It, it's just, you, you toss it and it just bounces between enemies. I, America. America. I would yeah. just yeah. like to point yeah. out Captain that Dylan, America swings. Dylan made a very obscure reference to the short-lived Hercules yes. Disney TV yes. show, specifically one episode of yes. the Hercules Disney TV show. Alex, and I was I'm so not glad about to let show. that. Yes. <laughs> I was not about to let that go. Everyone needed to know when they introduce Aphrodite when she like descends from Olympus. It goes Aphrodite, 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 the goddess of love. <laughs> And then she shows up. Yeah. So I've also been playing AFK Heroes. Yeah. It was a real deep cut, and I wanted to give you your credit. Thank you. I have been buried in AFK Heroes ads. It's good, right? Tell me about it. I hate that name so much. It's a a bad name because, like, AFK is not, like, the best descriptor for it. So AFK Heroes... Like, like away from keyboard. Yes. Yes. Is a a mobile game where you... There's no keyboard. It already doesn't work. There's no keyboard. Um, oh. I'm 80s. There's no keyboard. You got a digital keyboard. I'm I'm a Taurus. I'm, I'm playing. I'm, I'm playing on no my keyboard. phone. Um, this is game called AFK Heroes. It just doesn't, no keyboard. It doesn't work. Doesn't. Why do we do this every time? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm an enabler, but also you are, and we are just doing this to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Right, cool. I like it. it. Works. Um. So AFK Heroes, it's like a really really simplified uh lane based JRP. I'm sure there's a real term for this. But it's almost like advanced wars where you just say like, all right, cool. Your units are set up like this. Their units are set up like this. Now fight. So lane hmm. base as in like you're, you're in pushing like, objectives in different. No, it's like here, whoever's in the whoever's in the back, then whoever's in the front. And if you're if your one character is at the top of the screen, they're going to attack whoever's at the top of the screen. So there's vertical. I mean, there's horizontal lanes. In in the actual combat. So is your choice in that game the gameplay choice is like 
to how you deploy your units yes okay yeah and what units you deploy and so the reason it's called afk heroes is because you can you can play through the game and like go ahead and do do whatever you want um but if you are just on the main screen and you don't go to anything like i don't want to start a fight i just want to like watch this thing the characters that you have set up as you, this is your formation will just be fighting at all times and they'll be fight and they, they never like lose anything there's nothing to lose there they're just mm-hmm. fighting as a way to show you that they're gaining uh rewards so i could open the app actually here here's what i'm gonna do oh <gasps> live here's demo gonna, folks. live demo live demo so if i open the app right now it'll show me the splash screen mm-hmm. and then it'll load just also, like, oh, just like any reason, good app. By the way, the whole reason I got into this was because the art style is actually really, that really was, dope. That's something that always kills me with, with mobile games. I'm like, Ooh, oh, it's mobile. But and the, do but I, the art style like, is consistently good. It's solid. But you see this stuff happening at the bottom. This yeah. is just your characters like are a, just gaining rewards. So, Pile oh, of gold. At the is bo- it, what is yeah, that? and okay. so you tap that, and then this is everything that you've gained while you've been afk tap that oh is it oh. so uh-huh. what of you've course, described having me, keyboards that mm-hmm. makes a whole mm-hmm. lot of sense what mm-hmm. you've just described to me sounds like a slightly improved clicker heroes however oh yes is that what you're saying i'm basically saying it's just like an improved clicker heroes <laughs> so, yeah. is that what you're yeah. telling me that's absolutely what you it need is. To tell me this right now yeah. but the thing is yeah. like look at all these yeah. heroes i've got now oh so a lot of heroes is, uh, there, is, is there a gotcha yeah, but let me tell you about all these no. floors i got Not in yet. tiny tower tiny tower is also great um my, AFK my. Heroes is fine. It's a, it's a dumb game that I play when I'm like in between okay. doing like two other things. Yeah, it's um, like Brawl Stars for us. Yeah, yeah. in the Except Brawl Stars is good. In the lead up to <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. In the lead up to Endgame, I was like really desperate for some like Marvel juice, so I downloaded a couple of the Marvel apps. Did you play Strike Force? I played Strike Force. It's not good. It's not <laughs> good. It. It's not I, good. I play, and I played the the card game one as well. I know which one you're talking about, it's but I can't. Also, recall not good. Yeah. yeah, really disappointing. The main I, reason I play those games is because I want to see what the what the character design for an established yeah. character looks sure. like. It, and it and was almost always okay. I think yeah, my yeah. favorite part about Marvel Strike Force is the ad campaign. Where they they focus on like a no name medic, medic. yeah, <laughs> who's just running through battle with like Captain America. It's, it's like really good. Yeah, this is what I'm here for. I'm here for Jim the medic. It's <laughs> it's real uh, clever. And then I think he dies immediately. Yeah, it reminds yeah. me yeah. of use um, him in, the, in the game. Yeah, I mean in the in the cutscene. Yes. Reminds me of I actually was playing some Marvel versus Capcom, the brand new one, because uh, they got it at. At, at consoles in Galaxy Con, so it was free. I just got to sit sure. down. And try. Okay, all right, cool. Um, no regrets. And uh, no something regrets. about all of these like big bombastic Marvel superheroes and me like hitting them with a bat as Frank West, <laughs> like this is good. This, this, pl- this, that's good. I mean, that's the draw of um, Marvel. Nothing Capcom. else about really that is. game is very good, no, but agreed. that's good. Mostly, I've heard roster limitations are like the. There's, there's no X Men. Envy. There's Marvel vs. Capcom Three had such an amazing roster, and this looks like garbage. Um, it was no one. It's con- it's combination of art style and the fact that Marvel lost the like they didn't want the X Men in there because it's an MCU esque game. Right. It's an yeah. MCU esque game where all of the characters look a lot more like their MCU counterparts. So if they're going to advertise their own thing, I There's, think it's really shitty, and I and that's the one thing that I hate about these like license war things. Sure, is that you're going to ruin the experience for the people who want to. I think and the, the thing play. that drives me insane about that game is that like all of the the like animation, like the mouth sync, it's so bad, is out it's, of whack. It's so it didn't bad. look that great. Um, yeah. yeah, it also felt really stiff. Uh, yep. 
compared to a lot for of other Marvel fighting games. It's a fighting game. Marvel fighting game? No, dude. Marvel versus Capcom 3 is you keep playing Mortal Kombat and basing all of what fighting games are off of that. I've played Street Fighter once. Thank you very much. That's also pretty stiff. They all feel the same. The old arcade Marvel versus Capcoms look amazing. But it's that pixel art, too. It's hard to beat those, those yeah. I also got really frustrated because I sat down to um, uh oh here comes a galaxy con cannot wait I sat down to try it and uh, yeah they have a Monster Hunter character yeah, they on do. the Capcom side Ooh. yeah called Monster Hunter just called Monster Hunter okay is it Mila Jovovich no god no no, it's but, not, but it and, should be. And it wasn't unlocked. Like, it was there. I was like, oh, sweet, I'm going to try it. Oh, oh, oh the greatest a, pain. That's a God. bad, like, term, tournament that, organizer that's thing. That's really bad. That's really yeah. bad. Was it supposed to be a, a tournament, or was it just console free play? It was just console free still play, but it's still, like, awful. You're supposed to have things unlocked for it, people. It seems weird that, well, I mean, I it think it's seems worse weird. that fighting games, like, lock characters in general, so. Ah! I think there should be, like, a Konami code for tournament organizers. However, yeah, I'm way into unlocking things. I can see an argument for why you wouldn't have things unlocked my biggest problem is when like like the, the smash bros way of unlocking things where you unlock jigglypuff every year really bothered <laughs> me for a long time like okay we, we unlocked jigglypuff in the first one just make jigglypuff a default character mm. and then in, like brawl you had like king ddd from the get-go and it's like well I, i'm happy to have king ddd but why am i still unlocking jigglypuff or like yeah. the, the the melee unlock from youtube is what 150 hours so people yeah. would just like let the game run yeah you just ran versus in long timer yeah yeah Oh, so the other game I've played. Yes. And Thank you, for, Nelson. Back on the, track. You know, I, I, I got you. This is for the uh, video game book club. Uh-huh. Layers of Fear 1. 1. Yo, it, fuck this game. It's too spooky. <laughs> it's too spooky. Is that one in like the painterly style or yeah. is it like black and white? Okay. No, 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 no. It is full 3D. Um, okay. It, but it's got like a painting on the cover. Paintings. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's got it's got a painting on the cover. Um, I, I love that description of a video game. It involves paintings. It involves paint. There's painting. There's painting involved. I oh, think the black and white one you're thinking about horror. Yeah, I can't remember what that one's called. It's like but it's like black and white, and then it's red. Oh, yeah. that one. That one's. Uh, oh, I know. Like the one with the. It's like the, a really I, scratchy, kind of that, crappy. That I'm, yeah, it looks like art. sort of Tim Burton esque. Um, yeah. Now yeah. that I'm saying it out loud, I feel like we talked about this last time I was on here. Um, but I keep getting them confused. That's fair. This one that he's looking up in Layers of Fear. I think it's just the title. Um, and I remember the one that I'm thinking of, the black and white and red one, because it was worked on by someone I knew at SCAD. And Never Ending Nightmares. Well, that was that's it. it. So um, I do want to say, though, Layers of Fear 2 does have a ton of black and white imagery. I didn't know oh. that. If you look at, I just did a Google search of Layers of Fear, and like everything from Layers of Fear 2, even the title card is in black and white I'm i don't know why i'm getting these two confused i could never get into never-ending nightmares because i remember too f- reading a preview about it and mm-hmm. there's a lot of self-mutilation yeah i can't yeah. i'm like nope uh-uh. yeah. Yeah. nope but layers of like... fear doesn't have well well i'm never gonna play this game nelson i hate that i'm being made to play it <laughs> like, yeah. i i could easily there's choose a tap not out to. though there's, there but it's it's good. It's a good game. It's a good no, horror it's game. A really good. I mean, like game. Soma is like really good. I'll get there. I will never play Soma. Soma why? has why not? A, Soma has a no I monsters version. I can't do. Yes, that's true. You can I play. Need, it I can't do horror. Spooks. But I know everything that happens in Soma, so it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Observer also. So the okay. So layers of fear. Yes. Um. Made by. Oh. Wow. Whoever that was outside got really excited for layers of fear. Whoa, layers of fear. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! I want to get spooked. Um. Who made by whom? I can it's tell the, you. It's the Friday the 13th devs, I think. Really? I believe so. Really? Well, they did a great job on this. Um, so you play as a painter 
who had a wife and a child, and it is now a very empty mansion that you live in. And then you have to figure out what happened because it just starts you in a room and then you open a door and then you start walking around. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then at one point, you open a door, you go into a room, you explore what's in that room, you turn around, you open the door, different room. And that's, that's like the hook of this game is that the more you... It's actually... Well, it's a horror game, so it is very linear. Um, but what they do is they do it in chapters by the names of uh, the layers in in a painting, like an oil painting. Okay. Um, so one of them is like is like sketch, and then oh, and okay. then it's like for top coat and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and it is fucking spooky because like you'll wa- you'll walk into a room and then something is just like obviously not right. Sure. I'm trying to think of an example that's not a spoiler. Uh, here's one. You walk into a room. There's a there's a bunch of paintings because this guy is a painter. You walk into a room. Oh, uh, oh uh-huh. Mm-hmm, uh, and there's a frame in the distance, like on the on the opposite end of the of the room, and it's not a painting inside of it. It's a it's an upside down toy baby. And then there's a there's like a deer head on the wall to your left above a fireplace so then you walk over to the because you there are no other doors you walk over to the fireplace i mean you walk over to the to the baby frame and then the floor drops out great next time you come back to that room the baby is now replaced with a painting the baby Mm -mm. is now again this is a toy baby impaled on the deer Mm -hmm. antlers Mm -hmm. nice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then you're like oh man that's really spooky and then you leave the room. Uh, you hear a loud bang behind you, and then like stuff comes flying past you. Nope. You turn around. The room is ransacked. Like it was pristine except for the creepy baby thing, and now the room is just ransacked. But then there's like a couple of frames the further you walk in, where it's like, here's what the room looked like when it was pristine, and it keeps going back and forth between those, and it's fucking weird. There's a part where you walk into a mirror. I'm just. I'm not gonna tell you okay. what happens when you walk into the and mirror. It breaks it, because it plays, mirrors it, are made of glass. It's worse. And it plays take on me. Oh, yes. <laughs> I. I wish. I wish it did that. Take on me would be Your, a good style for a game. Like do like a really like sketchy pencil. Someone drawn. did that for like an AR demo. Oh, cool. They did, I forget what API they used or SDK, but they like had their phone and they were showing someone else uh, was like. And didn't the, make the, saw like, the sketch version. Well, no, they saw the portal into the the sketch world, I and then they this. walked through it, and mm-hmm. then the entire room was sketchy. Nice. And then they could walk back out. It was cool. Sketchy rooms, man. Um, I was wrong, by the way. Uh, the Friday Thirteenth devs are working on Layers of Fear Two. Layers of Fear One was oh. a different team. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. Judging by the way that this is done, um, it's this is really good. Yeah, this is really really good. Huh? Um, I'm happy for you. I'm going to. I will say one thing. Uh, I've been watching a lot of bad horror movies intentionally, a lot mm-hmm. of mediocre thriller movies intentionally, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of reviews for awful horror movies. And the one thing that I've noticed is that there are way too many jump scares in horror movies. Yeah, That's I think true. everybody knows that. Yeah, this does a very good job of mixing jump scares. 
via audio cues and just creepy shit. Like I, I again, the is, if anybody's played Antichamber, like this is Antichamber the horror game in, okay. a, in a lot of ways where okay. like you are going to walk into a room and it will be and behind you will be different by the time you turn and around. your mind's mm. going to be freaked. Yeah. yeah. This wasn't my original All the way uh, free. Chris Angel the video Mind free. I, I didn't. I didn't make this point originally, but someone pointed out. Like, so obviously, the, we have the the jump scare sound cue epidemic is mm-hmm. like a real thing where people will just put in jump scares even at times where there's not much happening just to make yeah, the audio awful. scare somebody. It's but awful. Some YouTuber pointed out how amazing the scene where um, Ripley and Alien is just walking through a hallway. Nothing happens in this scene, but the tension of like the ship sounds and just knowing what's there just fucking like builds up so much. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. is, it doesn't require you to be, to be suddenly shocked. You're just feeling dread. Yeah. Right? And that, yeah. like that's something that I feel like is missing so often. It Follows kind of did that. It, it Follows is an amazing movie, horror movie. But it didn't play up jump scares. It played up right. impending dread, right. which is so much harder to pull off, I think, than just, ah, sound. Ah. Yeah, this does some weird combination of I am walking down this hallway and I know something is wrong. Mm. And then there's a, and then there might be a jump scare, but it's also like you can feel it in your soul that something will jump out and scare you. And then when it doesn't, it's like, oh, that's interesting. Well, and then you turn to the right and then something different happens that you didn't expect. It's a classic scene to me because when I was a kid watching, like my, I was too young to play it. I, I wouldn't have done good. I was a kid watching my uncle play Resident Evil for the first time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that scene where you first go around a hallway and it's just a slow pan in, in a cinematic mode where there's a zombie munching on a man. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck. Yep. <laughs> yes. Bring back set camera angles. Yeah. Just bring back dogs jumping through windows. Yes. Uh, Actually, honestly, yes. I'm for that, I'm okay. it. Can I'm you pet it. the dogs jumping through the window? Bring back only nah, standing still while you bullets. shoot. With bullets. With bullets. <laughs> it's awful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to keep playing Layers of Fear. Uh, like I said, it's going to be on the book club, video game book club. So when mm-hmm. I'm done with that, I'll let you guys know about it. And then I'll also do that podcast. And then one last thing, because I forgot that I did this until I was talking to you right before we recorded. All right. Uh, I went over to my friend's place and I tried the Oculus Quest for about. His name's Mason. We know Mason Brown. Uh, he's, oh, been yeah. on the, he's been on this show. Friend of the pod. I can't. Friend um, of the podcast, <laughs> Mason Thomas Brown. Social security <laughs> number. No, no. <laughs> Address. We should just edit in a beep. Credit card yeah, number. A long beep. Oh, I can tell you. It's credit. Anyway, um, <laughs> so he got an Oculus Quest, which is the standalone Oculus headset. Yes. It's really fucking cool. It's pretty cool. It's sixed really, off. It's right? really cool. Yeah, sixed off. Um, Degrees $400. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, $400. And he had the Vader Immortal game, uh, which if anybody knows, uh, massive Star Wars nerd. Um, I don't it's think... It's like Beat I don't Saber, but instead of you're killing children. It's Rebels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, this one, I was only fighting droids. But here's the thing. You have a lightsaber, and you're supposed to like just train... There's like more to the game, but I'm really bad at it, so I am not uh-huh. advancing whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. So you have a lightsaber, and you're trying to block, deflect, and attack droid attacks, whether it be like laser beams being shot at you or their own version of like bad lightsabers. Um, they're shitty purple ones with like the electricity that can deflect. No, they actually lightsaber. they're actually red. Oh, but they're basically weird. That. Weird. Hmm. Yeah. Um. But it's like, hey, this is gonna this is gonna come at you this way, and it does the skyward sword thing of like it's gonna come at you at a diagonal, so you right. have to block it the right way, or otherwise sure. you're gonna take damage. Which is like very cool when you consider they're going behind you, and to defend yourself, you have to turn around. 
to yeah. actually to actually do it. Um, or you can be a massive dick like I am and then try and do the thing where they like put the lightsaber behind them and then what block an it. And, this it is... and here's the problem. It works. Well, so it's mm-hmm. not as bad when you have the force, right? But yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm really against heroes just knowing that there's an enemy and they can just like point their gun. Like Han Solo does it in Star Wars at one point in the new yeah. one. And I'm like, oh, yeah. stop it. And, yeah. and Captain America in like Age of Ultron like throws his shield backwards. And it's like, what you're doing is not making the heroes look cool. You're making the enemies look terrible. Or like, the scene look cool while making the rest of it not make sense. It, it doesn't make sense, but also it just it it, it it it's it's an act that only drops tension. Like it's yes. it's only meant for the stunt. It's not meant to like tell yes. a story of a fight. It's yes. not. It's like oh, here's just a, a badass moment. You know, mm-hmm. maybe if it was like they, somebody's like coming out of like getting beat up and they get to do something really cool, to be like, no, now's the turning point. But it's never that. It's always it's just that. look how cool these heroes are. In I'm anyways, gonna firmly plant myself on the side of I like that. Yeah, oh, in their defense, in look at how cool those heroes are. <laughs> well, if how you're cool doing that it, hero looks. <laughs> but I, I guess it's it's an immersion breaking thing for me, but yes, that's just like yeah. my own personal pet peeve. No, but I get that. With Darth Vader, you have the Force. You can <laughs> reasonably know a blaster bolt's coming behind you. I can I can accept that. I, will I don't say, think I ever, ever gave a shit about ludonarrative dissonance in a VR game. <laughs> Be- fair. Because... Fair. <laughs> Because it's a VR game, and they're yeah. barely games most of the time. I, 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 I haven't really gotten this. to a point where they can do that. Right, I will say this, though, um, and, I, and I'll close out on these two things. Uh, one of which is, and this, this is stupid as hell, uh, there is a specific Star Wars Jedi fighting style called like Shatterpoint or Shatter Vision or Ooh, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Where you can see like a full second into the future, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's why certain people are good at fighting. And it's like Mace Windu, can see a second into the future and that's why he's such a good fighter because he can see what is about to or the possibilities of what is about to happen and uh luke takes it a step again. further and can like find like a like a like a key point yeah. or a chakra point inside yeah. of his enemies at one point and just like crush it and kill them you guys are talking about some eu shit right now yeah we are yeah <laughs> actually the mace windu thing is um and then the last thing because it's an oculus the controllers have grabby bits and mm-hmm. then you can like do finger guns if you want you right. can like just put your index finger in these if you want to look weird these are the touch controllers these are the touch controllers yeah. so here's how you start a level you reach forward and you position your hand in such a manner that you will grab a lightsaber now you can hold it with your right hand you can hold it with your left hand and if you want to be a giant giant dork like me you, hold it you can hold it with both yeah. hands and just like control it as if you were holding a lightsaber with two hands so it's actually, perfect. yeah. Can you throw it back and forth? No. Mm. No, because the, the button to like let go and grab now turns your lightsaber on and off. So actually, you can turn it on inside uh, of your eyeball, too. I, great. I, Does I it just, kill you? No. <laughs> Good. Again, ludonarrative distance. Yeah. Uh, I just, <laughs> at least in super hot, you can shoot yourself in the head. I didn't realize you could grab bullets in super hot. So yeah. in the super hot VR one, you can grab bullets and just throw them back. You can, also, you can also deflect them with your, with your gun. You can just hold up your pistol and just be like, dink. Oh, that's cool as hell. Mm-hmm. I'm <sighs> freaking out. I need to play Super Hot VR now. Now. I just cleared out. I just pushed my bed off into a cubby in my room. I made. I pushed everything up to the walls, and now my master bedroom is just... <laughs> and now I have two feet of space to play <laughs> VR games. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, that's all you need. It's, it's pretty fucking good. I can, like, I, can, I, can, I can walk around, and it'll take a long time before I hit my walls. There are yeah, so many SKUs nice, nice. of VR headsets now. I can't remember which one. I think it's like the Vive Pro or the Quest, but like the one that has 
like cameras on the outside built on the quest and the vibe pro draw an outline of like what your play space is and then if you step outside of it it shuts the game view off and Mm -hmm. turns like your external view on the vibes had that it's really yeah it's it's when you when you first started out when you're building your room you draw the outline of what your room is and if you get too close to it there's a couple different options of how it warns you yeah but like for the original vibe they fit a rectangle in it and the newer can, versions, I think it's more freeform. You can do a freeform. It's, oh, okay. it's an advanced and advanced option. You just and have to like click various points. And the quest, you can, I believe, you can draw it. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So I think I'm pretty sure that's what Mason would, like. He came downstairs and like drew the borders and then gave it to somebody. Nice. It doesn't yeah. have to be a rectangle, yeah. but uh, I did just it pick up uh, sword and sorcery for giggles. Not very great, but you do get to do the two-handed sword stuff. Right. Like Wait, if you pick nice. up a oh oh, if you pick up a claymore and you're just swinging one-handed, it's kind of floppy. But if nice, you have two nice. hands on it, and you can you can oh, that feels sword yeah. and sorcery, not sword and sorcery. I can't remember what it's called, but but, but it's not the two D like, sword and sorcery is preceded by Super Brothers. The, yes. the important and gross thing about this game is that you can grab somebody and pull them up to you, and then you can slide something across their neck, and it and it and it does it. Like yeah. it, it, is hot, this the one with hot, like hot. realistic facial expressions too? It's not not super realistic. It's pretty, pretty, pretty low. Why I even saw, bother? I, I saw a smiley face. <laughs> I saw gifs of <laughs> like a really creepy VR melee medieval game where you could like seriously do some gruesome things to people like up close. It's like that's not chivalry. It's not. It's like, so there's done. something very impersonal about chivalry. So that's fine. Okay. Like cool. this one was like everyone was like faces and like you'd see like their eyes roll back. So I'm like, ah, oh no, no, I can't oh, do that. God. Yeah, I, I think the thing that, I, see the life that impresses me about <laughs> cutting someone's throat with a sword or a knife or an axe is that it feels the, like it, like the way your the weight of your weapons works in this game works pretty well. Um, overall, it's it's just a fighting demo. It's, you just choose this place and fight people. But I swear to God, if you were about to say it feels real, I'm like, why do you know what that feels like? <laughs> oh no, it's just like the way I feel the, when the I kill a man. Drip of blood <laughs> in my fingers. Oh. That uh, wasn't a game, man. Oh no, you don't even have a VR headset. <laughs> Uh, and it turns out when you die in the game, you die in real life. Oh, cool. Sword Art Online. And that's all I've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph. What's up? What's up? What are you playing? Hey, I've been playing a game from the 90s. Oh, oh boy. Back in the 90s, eh? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on a They're little very kick successful TV show. of isometric RPGs. And it's funny because these actually came up, they sort of started coming up in the news too because they're coming to Switch. I started playing Baldur's Gate 1 again. And uh, I'm gonna go through that little little series, but um, that's actually coming to Switch, which is really weird to me. I'm trying yeah. to imagine how it's gonna play. Uh, you could make it just make the mouse cursor tied to a thumbstick. I mean, they put Civilization on Switch. I haven't so. played Civilization on Switch, so I can so I can. I, don't okay. know. I, I hear it's alright. It's fine. <laughs> it, it's it's weird to me. It's I a guess. game. Because there's so oh, much, there's so much micromanagement of like going to like okay, click on this spell, click on this target, uh-huh. and I just that seems like it would be a lot to do on an analog stick, but maybe uh, it's not. Well, I mean, I feel like actions it would map to like face buttons or something, or have like a, a action wheel. Well, so that's the thing. Like when you click on your spell book and you've got like twenty spells, sure. How do you map it freely? I don't, I don't know. know. You would have like a, a quick quick spell list, and then like and more in deep. I mean, Skyrim has like all shoulder these buttons. Yeah, would do radial menus. These problems have been solved. <sighs> I'm not sure that it's going to work. Nelson's I, a UX designer. Look, huh. I know branding and I know UX. So, I mean, but it's such a it's such a like a, a moving thing, right? Where you can memorize certain amounts of different spells and then you'd have to like be like, okay, well, where does it end up mapped to if you memorize these spells one day and then you, you rest, you memorize different spells. How do you find which spell it's mapped to? I, I, 
I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they're going to do that much work on it. Is what okay. I, think, I, I think it... I would hope so, because I there's no other so. reason to bring a old-ass CRPG to well, new consoles if you're not going to put the effort in. Eh, I mean, well, accessibility, getting it to new audiences, but... Uh, sure, but then but also, also it should be accessi- and making sure that people can play it. Like, people with disabilities yeah. can play like, it. Sure. Um, so these games, these are, like... differently abled, sorry. In... Dungeons and Dragons, like these yeah, are this like isn't, Baldur's Gate universe. is in Forgotten Realms. Okay. And I think God, that's they're, they're cool. bringing Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter Nights, and Icewind Dale to Switch. And I don't know, I haven't heard anything about any other not Forgotten Realm settings coming. That's wild. That's really cool. That's but really, Baldur's really Gate cool. was like the big one. It was Bioware's first game. Yeah. And uh, man, it it makes me it's like their first game. <laughs> remember well, when no, Bioware? I, <laughs> made good games people like yeah it, got, it, it does though like it, it def- certainly it's weird to like just have the co- like there's a nostalgia element for me um but also going back and seeing like a different era of writing where it's got its own flaws sure but also these characters are all so likable and uh-huh. and they there's interesting things that you wouldn't really see very often nowadays where like these companions could be like hey um you know i, I said we're going to go investigate these mines where there's this metal problem and you haven't been doing that so i'm just gonna leave your party and like I'm done with you. <laughs> like, Interesting. There's things that are like things that would be inconvenience and inconvenience now in RPGs. Like you, you get your car- your party in Dragon Age and Mass Effect, and they're just hanging out on your ship or whatever, waiting for you to, to take them along. Sure. And companions don't work like that in this, you know. And there's a lot of, and 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 takes effort. You know, it's not streamlined. It takes effort to you have to choose which spells you're gonna have before you rest for the night. You have to, you know. Oh, interesting. Like like D and D. I mean, you have yeah, to memorize yeah, your yeah. spells. And but like, like this is now. like what three E. Four, no, this, this is, is four. This is this is advanced. This is AD like Faco and oh yeah, it's it's Damn. which is tough for me too because I started off in in, in three point five. Okay, so I like it was started like I had to five. do the tutorial and be like, oh my god, how does this work? Pluses, minuses, but uh, math. Oh, I don't know math. It. I mean, goddamn, it's it is. There's certainly still something charming about like classic isometric glass, like like yeah. like art and. Oh man, it just has me in such a mood of like, god damn. I'm I'm in a I'm in a nice like laid. I mean, I'm getting killed constantly because it's a fucking hard game. Sure, well but it is. Hmm? I said, well done. Yeah, it's yeah. it's good. Um, what did um? Are you do you like Divinity Original Sin? Yeah. Okay. Well, yes. I've I've only played the first ones. I haven't played okay. the. I heard the new one's amazing. I hear it's great. Um, but I I was kind of the thing that originally really interested me in it. I played Divine Divinity, the one that came before it, and okay. the sequel wasn't as good, but um, the thing that called me to that was it has co-op. You can you can right. play with another player and have Bioware-style conversations, you know, like a little skill, like yeah. talking tree of like, I think we should listen to this guy's quest. I think we should kill this guy, and then you have like a Rochambeau to decide who gets it right. So uh, cool. But uh, apparently the next one, I just found out like yesterday, you can play four-player co-op uh, and like Whoa. have like a full campaign with four players in, in an adventure RPG, uh, wow. Divinity Original Sin Two, whatever it's called. Yes, Divinity okay. Two. And Damn. that is like I don't know that I could convince anybody to like spend a hundred hours playing a That's game like that. That's my only problem with it. Yeah, is but that I mean it's literally a D and D campaign. Such an enticing. Yeah, like, yeah. Part of me like the the thing that it needs is like the kind of like minecraft private server bridge where you can like jump in and play by yourself for a little bit mm. and sometimes you can jump in together and like go and do a thing like it just needs a little bit more freedom where you don't feel like you're missing out if you're not playing with the other guy i feel like at this at, at some point it's just gonna wrap back around and like let's just make like an mmo but in this style and then you're just back to ultima online man mm-hmm. you know i, 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 I talked about online. city of heroes last week yeah but 
Um, oh. I installed Guild Wars 2 again, although I haven't been able to get back in. But cool. I, I've been talking to so many people about old MMOs that we're just like, we would love to play this again. We'd love to play that again. But it's so tough. It's just like the mindset that I have now and the mindset that people seem to have is that it's hard to enjoy MMOs the way we used to. Yeah. Certainly because of time and other things like that. But it's also just like... MMOs are so like 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 because you know what it felt like to play MMOs in like glorious days whatever whichever one you loved the most like anything you do now is like comparing it to that feeling right and it's just so hard to ever capture it again I feel like that's yeah. the issue with like game nostalgia in general like trying to recap like go, me going back and playing like Pokemon Yellow or whatever it's just like really like we, I mean like I can I can do it mm-hmm. but there's still just like this wow I'm really bored at some parts of this just because like it it. Like, you know, as a kid, if this is your only game or, you know, you ain't that picky, like, it, it's fine. And, like, they're, you're able to, like, enjoy more of, like, the spirit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, I feel like playing games as kids, there's a lot of uh, um, the spirit of the law versus, you know, word of the law. And mm-hmm. then as you grow up, you're, like, you're only engaging the thing, like, on face value or, like, in a very structured way. I mean, it's the same reason, like, I mean we don't play with toys anymore. Like we don't sit down and speak and for yourself. We don't yeah. sit down and play with like toys or Legos and, and the way that like, Oh, I'm imagining the scenario or in this world and sure. like, I'm going to act it out because I don't know why, like just something changes. I think it often takes RPGs with a level of like character immersion to make me feel like when I feel like, like a emotional pull from a story and like, Oh no, I can't kill this character there. I like, I, I feel that's that. I feel like that gives me the closest to that kind of sense of, I'm not just yes. playing the game. I'm, I'm experiencing yeah, you're, the story. You're living it. Um, uh, but like, you know, Pokemon doesn't really have that. MMOs have that, but MMOs like, well, but, MMOs but, have but, a social experience that was, that's yes. hard to recapture. But for me, like even I, I would play a lot of WoW solo and it was still like me running mm-hmm. around just like doing stuff, just doing like errands and like my I, I had a routine every day. Cool fucking world. Um, but like it's just hard to go back to. It, I think some games are more uh, like they're they're more capable of holding up to nostalgia than others. You know, like I can still go yeah. back and play the first Zelda game and that. I mean, like I know what it is. You know, I know it's, right. a, it's a known. I can go back and play me. Mario Brothers, uh, Super yeah. Mario Brothers, yeah. yeah, Super Mario World, any of the Mario games, really. Super Mario Land, yeah. yeah. Well, the first one, how dare you? First one's kind of rough. How dare you? Um, that Mudda theme. How dare you? Baldur's Gate, though. I, I, part of it is that I, I wasn't good. I wasn't smart enough as a child to know how to play that game. And now going back and playing it, it's like, oh my god, right. mm. there's so much power here. Like the way you, you can structure a fight, the way you can come into it with a plan, it's something that I feel like a lot of modern RPGs you just kind of go in and just rinse, repeat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This is sure. a game where it's like, okay, if I think about what this enemy is and like I, I come in with like certain spells prepared, I could deal with them in a distinct way. And it's just such an inconvenient thing to expect from the player that I don't think it happens anymore. Because it's it's D and D like realized without a lot of consideration of how streamlined the experience would be. Yeah. But if you're willing to get past that, it's such a rewarding thing to be in such a in such a complex game. Right. Um. And I, I think I now have uh the the kind of the 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 mental capacity to do it that I didn't have when I was like nine. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like uh 
D&D itself has had that kind of crisis of identity for yeah, a long time. D&D is a lot more streamlined, too. So fourth edition was kind of... It was too streamlined was for a lot of people. It was too streamlined. And it was, it, like, literally, they, they had, you know, we're taking some ideas from MMOs, yes. putting them into D&D. Yeah. And so it was very mechanics-driven. All the characters had uh, different abilities, but they were they all kind of felt the same no matter which class you're playing. Sure, they had different roles, but the the outcomes of your powers felt was, kind of disconnected from... It was from, a wash. Yeah. Mm. Um, 5e's kind of going a little bit back towards you yeah. know but it's more of the role playing more mm. of the, the the improv yeah but hey man you know game design is a, a whole a fickle thing journey of of different experiences and uh and producers pushing for publishers pushing for reaching larger demographics and yeah oh man i love dlc wow <laughs> loot boxes oh yeah some gambling Oh, the government might come in and, and shut that whole thing down. This whole mm. operation's done. It's Save done. us, government. It's done. Um, are you excited for this potential Baldur's Gate 3? If Larian Studios is doing it, that's a, mm. really good, that's a really good studio to be doing it. Exciting. So I'd be down for it. Mm. I'd be curious if they do it like 5th edition. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Because, mm. I mean, it's Baldur's Gate and the other schemes and like... Uh, they all kind of progressed through where D and D was. Yeah. Um, so, Joe, what is Thaco? <laughs> so it's two hit. Um, was it, what is it's not it's not. Well, armor if you gotta look it up, then it's not. When... Well, so okay, so Thaco, um, is is a target number that you actually it's 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 is it like AC? Is it like? Yeah, but and it's like it's armor. like you have an AC that you're rolling against to hit. Uh huh. And so, and the and the opponent's armor class affects your Thaco. It's it's really weird. It's like you're sub you're you're subtracting your your Thaco from their armor class. Or look, all I know is you want your armor class to be low and your Thaco to be wait what? No, you, you don't. want your armor class to be high. You want no, your no, armor no. class to be no, 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 no. That's three. That's your thing in third edition. In Four advanced, you want it to be in the negatives. You want it to be what? Yes, what? It, because it subtracts from your opponent's role. I guess is what uh, it is. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, it's 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 a really weird system. It's weird that they would call it the same thing, but yeah. inverse what it should like. I don't know if it was called armor the value. Class. Okay, all I know but is the equivalent there's a shield of. symbol, and mm-hmm. it's better when it's in the negative number. That is fascinating. Weird. That's weird. It's so weird, and this is why I didn't get it as a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Been playing anything else? That it. No, <laughs> I, I, I after Baldur's Gate, um, Baldur's Gate all the way down. I mean, I, I've still I've jumped in like Mordhau and City of Heroes just to be like, oh man, look at all this. But uh, the thing that some, I've been like single playering is, right. I watched some Mordhau footage and I was like, mm, maybe I will like this. It's got controller support, so there you go. It's tough. I I tried to con- play it in controller and I, it wasn't for me, but maybe I just gotten too used to the keyboard at that point. Mm. I, I can't. I couldn't tell. Um, because it requires you to very quickly kind of like make a choice of what angle you're attacking from. Right. Are you holding your mouse to the right to attack from from the right, um, or, or is your opponent swinging from you know down left? Then you need to swing from the other direction. And I felt like I had a harder time kind of correcting with the analog stick weirdly than I did with the mouse. Hmm. But it might have just been that I had been playing with the mouse long enough to. Well, interesting. Speaking of a game that uh, utilizes uh, mar- martial combat in a heavy way. Oh, my oh, goodness. Started, um, heavy martial combat? Heavy martial combat, the video game. I've started some Sekiro. Oh, oh how'd you get that? How'd you change yeah. that? Uh, one Joe Wetmore. Let me Shadows borrow it. What a good guy. Yeah, what a, what a pal. Yeah, so those shadows. They, they die. 
Twice. Twice? Twice? Sometimes three times, actually. Yeah. Dang. It's a lot. I, I've died and then died and then come back again. So, first from soft game. Okay. Oh. I've never played. Okay, Wait, you cool. First one, you're trying, like, really. No, I've never played a from game. Bloodborne. I thought you had feelings about Dark, Dark Souls. Souls and Bloodborne. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm like, yeah, it looks like bullshit. <laughs> really? And then so, Dark so, Souls fans are like, you're an asshole. I'm like, maybe I am, but I'm not going to play it now. Why does it look yeah, like not what? even Bloodborne? Well, this I, is I know yeah, we want to talk about Sekiro, but why did you think those looked like bullshit generally? Um Was it, it the difficulty or the person? It was a combination of the or? difficulty and then like the type of uh combat, like animation priority, sure. like people comparing it to Monster Hunter, and I have played Monster Hunter. I was like, mm, yeah, it's I hate not Monster for me. Too. And I mean it really feels like there are two separate schools of thoughts. Yeah, I got one <laughs> in my corner now, Alex. <laughs> Take that. Well, I only hate Monster Hunter World though, so Damn. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> the uh, there does seem to be like their um, opposing schools of thought. One being Dark Souls animation priority combat. The other being Batman Mordor s so combat. How mm-hmm. do you like yeah. countering them? Because I feel like you would hate it. In this, yeah, it's fine because it's fast. It's not like it's Bloodborne. How do you counter in this? It's the oh, they're they're tied to the shoulder buttons, and I hate it. Okay, it's just like the new Assassin's Creed, like. Uh, Odyssey does this too. Really? Where they put okay. all the attacks and the they, blocking on the, shoulder on the shoulders. It's basically like it. when the enemy's like sword is is like about to be inside you. That's uh, the point where you counter. It's okay. like last minute you, you can do it. And oh, it's like the like um, uh, bayonetta that type of dodge where like you take the. Have you guys played bayonetta? Also, I've never played a platinum game so. Mm. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow, playing near automata. Oh. So goddamn hard. Oh man. Automata. In oh. this podcast, we pronounce it automata. Near automatas. <laughs> Oops, all tomatoes. <laughs> near automobile? Yes. Yes. Anyways, yes. I've been playing the Sekiro. Game near an automobile. And I like the I like the combat. It's fun. Um I wish the so yeah, so like Joe is saying, when an enemy attacks you, if they you, you're basically your parry and your block are the same button. I mean that's similar to most combat games like that. But sure, yeah. if you hit the parry button right before they hit uh, you can, it like deflects them and they are like kind of momentarily stunned, right? Am mm. I reading that correctly? You can, then you can jab your counter attack. Mm. Um, yeah. and then they like, so they have what's it called? Not posture. It's gonna, it is posture. It's called posture. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a Dark Souls thing. Uh, I don't think they have posture in Dark Souls, do they? Posture is a stat in Dark Souls One. Or no, it's called poise. I think poise. I poise. Think oh yeah, you're uh, right. Okay. It's poise. Yeah. But so, so it's they the same a, function here. They though. have a po- posture yeah. meter, which is basically their stamina. If you would have let down, it you can execute them. Almost matters more oh, okay. than your health in this yes. because if your posture gets broken, you have a posture meter as well. Yeah, if it gets broken, and is that my, can, is that the one on the bottom or the one on the top? Bottom. Okay. Bottom. Yeah. It's very confusing because um, it's it's it'll you'll see it kind of recharge and and decrease really rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you attack a bunch, I think it it, it reduces. You, you can break someone's posture just by attacking on them, but you're going to break it a lot faster by countering. Yeah, because if you're attacking on them a lot, you're also burning yours, right? There's some... Yes. There's some really interesting things. Um, enemies and your posture regenerates less the less health you have. Mm. So bosses are all about breaking them down to low low health to like be able to wail on them. Uh, oh. it, it's like, a, it's like a, there's a cool like balance of like, okay, I can't... I can't execute this boss by doing a really cool string of combos up front. I need to get them down to the point where their posture doesn't recover fast enough and I can keep them from getting to me. And it does cool. it does this classic kind of video gamey thing where it's like, okay, here's a regular enemy. Okay, here's the boss. He's just he's bigger. Yeah. But he's still a human, he's just a bigger human. That's yeah. Actually not always true in this though. I and I I thought it was gonna be at first, but there are bosses that are 
well, just regular your, your size. At least the just very first punches. boss you fight. Yeah. He's like yeah. this huge towering, like... It's, yeah, it's one of those. Shogun dude. Mm-hmm. Um, what fight is this? The very first one. Is it so, oh, the one you're supposed to lose? Not a boss fight. No, no, no. The one before that. It's, oh. He's got a boss meter. He's got a name. He's a name, dude. Is he so, on the horseback guy? No, 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 no. This is oh. the very first... So you you find what's the, the, the divine heir, and then you go down that, like, pathway... And then at the very end, there's the a dude. He's no, a child. No, this is before that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Divine air here in that li- temple. That that's house in that temple, thing. yeah. You go outside. You fight like one dude on the stairs. I don't you think go you down. Fought a boss yet. He has a fucking name. It's not, but it's, but he's not a boss boss. There's okay. like there's like there's mini bosses. All right, sub boss. Uh, this like, is turning into like more reasons why you don't like from software. Games. <laughs> Whatever the <laughs> distinction is, it doesn't matter. Dude's, it does matter. Dude, dude's no, got no, a no. name. Um, all these other faceless dudes ain't got names. Um, and then there. they also do this thing where it's like if you, if they're like injured or like whatever, they can sometimes expose themselves and they have and like their heart glows red and that like is like Ooh. an execution yeah, yeah, yeah. opportunity and then you just m- murder them right mm-hmm. there. That's satisfying. That murder. sounds great. The, I don't think it's their heart glowing. I think it's just like it's a, just a red a HUD icon. Yeah. Oh, it's their Either soul. Way. <laughs> I interpret it as like, yeah, some sort of well, would, inner essence. If it's in your chest, it makes sense. But, it, but it'll be like floating above them no matter where they are on your screen. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair it enough. has yeah. that Demon Souls, Dark Souls like sound effect like Repost something like thing. Shing! Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, it's a very rewarding thing that they've done over and over again. Definitely. So I fought the first boss. Elite. Fine. I fought the first non-regular enemy mm-hmm. and uh, he killed me the first time. Sent me all the way back to that Divine Air. And I mean, it's like five dudes. So it's not like a a big yeah. deal and i was learning the ropes because it's like tutorializing when you're fighting each dude each the first guy is like all right run up and kill him and like you can like stealth, stealth him yeah and then the next guy is like all right this is how you block and the next guy's like all right this is how you parry um but when i died it sent me all the way back there was already this feeling of like oh i got to do this all over again oh uh, yeah like mm-hmm. and then like all like all of the you know Articles I've read and the podcasts I've heard about people like complaining about how that's like the worst part of like Soulsborne games. I'm like, man, I'm not gonna last very long in this game if I'm gonna like if I spend 30 minutes going through an area and then yeah. I die and it sends me all the way back to the beginning and I have to do all that shit over again. Like the, the, the first time that happens, I'm out. Like Sekiro immediately is really friendly with checkpoints though. Like there's never a boss that you can't just run right to. Okay. Um, like like maybe there's an enemy but you can also just choose to sprint past them um okay. and that's i don't actually, think i would ever do that though <laughs> well not? you can all, but, but like like so that, that's what i did a lot of the all time right, let me clarify <laughs> i would not have done that if you didn't tell me to do that right now like sure if, if i was in a vacuum i would uh, fight every enemy i i'll say, to the boss i'll and i'll and i'll side with dylan on that because it seems weird that that you would put an enemy in front of you and and the expectation is you and that's don't the, and that's them. the kind of one of the big i things. like subverting mm-hmm. expectations well, that's the thing right like stealth I'm, element in Sekiro as well yeah, okay. yes but not in dark souls sure but you still do this stupid little shimmy around enemies in dark Souls. i would argue too. that the dark souls always came with a level of arcadiness anyhow though where it's very gamey at at a surface level like it's you kind of have fine. to break the you there's a breaking the um, there is a joy to breaking those games that uh, helps people enjoy them. That's exactly what Will says. Are you Will? No. I take the mask <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about breaking them, actually. I'm like, what? No, what? No, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> like a mishmash of identities might as well be a lack of identity to me. Okay. Like, bothers the hell out of me. I can understand like, that. Like, like, 
those games just read as clunky to me. I don't care if it's sure. like, well, this is intentional. Like, well, you know, the, the, the obscure like item descriptions, blah, 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 blah. Also, mm. every time I pick up a fucking item and it has to read me the whole goddamn description, I'm like, dude, I don't care. Just say, oh, you picked up this item. I So mm. my argument uh, for, because I would say the, the atmospheres and even the settings of Dark Souls feel so specific to me. Like, they feel so unique compared to other settings. And even Sekiro, which is like, very close to just being uh, exaggerated Japan um, is uh, there's something really charming about that to me. Like uh, sure reading out scripts for everybody, but you don't even need to, to get a lot of the story of these games because the areas will tell you the story of it. Like if you walk through an Orlando and dark souls, you're like, Oh, this is a sad lost kingdom with all these ghosts running around. And you can just, you can just infer you don't have to get plot details. You infer a story of a place by what you're going through, and it does it very well. With, uh, for one thing, a lot of these like the front place where I like to strip sound music from from the areas. You're just going through with just what this place is. So you're not being manipulated to feel like you're on an adventure or you're in a scary place. You're just kind of feeling the place until you get to a boss fight, and then it's like, oh, this is more about the story moment, the the plot moment, the big here's uh, my adventure beat. Music yeah. kicks in. Um, and now this is an important figure in a story. Hmm. And I, I just feel like it, that way of expressing setting and expressing what little story there is for the player to experience makes it all feel very, I don't know, immersive to me, particularly at least. But And certainly other people, obviously. There's people who love going through all the lore of Dark Souls and reading every item description. But I, I just like atmospherically man Th- those games oh i don't disagree mm. like the little i've played of sekiro so far like i like i like the atmosphere i like when you go out into that field mm. and fight the first dude is a very striking setting right and then they ruin it because the dude spoilers chops your arm off ruin it <gasps> literally oh, wait, no, no it's coming zero reaction from the player character just like oh and then tough guy. S- slumps over i'm like like all the tension in that scene gone mm, i think there's room for the uh for the uh the stoic Joe, we're gonna keep going back and forth about this yeah. because i don't like the artistic decisions of this game and you mm. do and that's fine that's fair that's fair but but the line oh it's fucking... yeah this i thought this was what you were working oh well yeah. yeah it leads to that so yeah. then you wake up and you get your your fake wood arm that the guy that sculpts the things with his Wooden feet bone and rope and like whatever a dream <laughs> but this is the thing that drives me insane about like I think this is like a Japanese thing. I might be wrong, but like it feels like a a, a like Japanese like uh, narrative decision. Because um, you see this sometimes in anime and stuff too. Uh, but it also it reminded me of Metal Gear because the guy's like, <laughs> oh yeah, because the guy's like, oh, what is this thing that you put on me? And the guy's like, oh, that's the the Shinobi prosthetic. And then the character goes, the Shinobi prosthetic, and like, yes, the Shinobi prosthetic. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> What is that? Stop doing that. That's terrible. That's terrible dialogue. No one wants to listen to that. Thing. Also, I'm playing it in English, which is apparently a sin. I, I did play it in Japanese. Because uh, I think play it, it contributes to the... I mean, I guess play it what you want. I don't remember that being that bad yeah. in Japanese. <laughs> it, dry, it drove me insane. I'm like, Mm-mm, no, I hate... Because that's like, that's a Metal Gear thing. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely like, like a... You know, uh, it's abs- like a Japanese, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Shadow Moses, is Shadow it? Moses, yeah, Shadow Moses. Exactly. Like, what do you, yes, what are, yes, like, yes. This isn't. Am I being tested on this? That the I have to know e- the right, names and dates. Right. 
I, I I can't remember the scene well enough to like argue about it. I, but it didn't strike me at the time. It was it was a, it was a litany of things that just kind of like it was a death by many cuts that kind of culminated mm. in that scene. And I'm not saying like oh the fuck this. It was but, just a it was a jarring thing for you to have. Well, it wasn't even jarring. I was just like, well, this is par for the course of kind of what I expected okay. narratively from this. Well, but it was like the the way the divine prince like. Everything was so stilted. Mm-hmm. Like, so the character, the main character doesn't have a name, which is fine. They call him the wolf. Like, that's kind of cool. But, like, the way, like, the divine heir, which is, like, this little person, this, no. <laughs> is, like, this child. Boy. Yeah, the child. <laughs> yes, it's this kid that you have to defend that's obviously, like, some royal, like, heir apparent. Technically is a little person. Um, You are their protector. You're their, like, their personal guard. And, like, you have to save them because you've been separated from them. Um. Yeah, and so they set up that whole fucking scene. So you wake up in a pit. That's the beginning of the game, gameplay wise. Right, is you wake up in a pit, and the the divine heir is is has been kidnapped. But you only know that through fucking narration over a black screen. Right, like it goes from like going through uh, a historical account of whatever the the history of this region is. Um, to the wolf being found at the end of this bloody battle, like having no name and whatever as a kid, and then growing up to be the shinobi, and then cut to earlier, can't even run us through the narrative conceit of like, here's the heir apparent, here's why we care about them, here is them being kidnapped, and then here is the shinobi being getting his ass kicked and being thrown down this hole. You start out in the hole, which I think is a terrible way. There are no stakes, there's no real nothing there and then i run through this environment in this scenario and i find the divine air and the divine air's dialogue reading is so bad (laughs) and just makes me have actor reading yeah like has makes me have no stake whatsoever in in any of these characters should have gone with the japanese i guess (laughs) but like reading that and the thing i don't like having subtitles on because i hate reading stuff and having my eyesight being pulled your stuck to the bottom third of the screen sure um and it's just frustrating and it's like all the issues i have with like this type of storytelling that some people laud and say i'm an idiot for like having issues with i can see your points i will say that the the the, it does develop the way it tells a story because you do start to go back and forth in the story like it's not strictly linear in terms of the time the story is told so you go back and find out more about your connection to this kid all right and well, that's better. It does fill in stuff. And also the way it does that is it, in itself a plot point. So it does develop. But I can see why you'd be frustrated. And I know start. these are a lot, a lot of these artistic choices, like kind mm-hmm. of. But like it's. And it's, also definitely Japanese do have a different way of telling stories. And I get that. I just I, I, I find it. I don't know. It, it clashes so much with my sensibilities and I wish I understood it better. But it's literally a lot of like the Shinobi prosthetic. I'm just like. <laughs> Wait, fuck off! Like, the Shinobi prosthetic. The Shinobi prosthetic. Oh, the Shinobi prosthetic. The very same. <laughs> Shadow Moses. Vulcan Raven. <laughs> Psycho. Say, man. say a bad scene. word about Vulcan Raven, and I will throw you There's out a, a scene window. In, in Monty Python Holy Grail, where this guy starts singing, and he's like, uh, all all the people are start, start talking to. He's going to tell. He's going to tell. And everybody's just looking back and forth at them, and the the, the father of the castle is just trying to desperately get everyone to stop repeating this. You guys remember this? 
Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I remember Bruce. I was about to say Bruce Campbell. No, <laughs> what's the the guy looks John like Cleese. Bruce Campbell? Yeah, yeah. John Cleese That's running. Interesting. I always but I kind of see. I it always get them the confused structure. in my head. Yeah, they do have very strong um, bone structure. Yeah, him rushing the castle. Sekiro is actually my least favorite Sun from software game though. What's your favorite? Uh, What's well, my most favorite? Bloodborne. So. It's it's, okay, cool. it's pretty hard. Bloodborne is just like too good. It's like it's the perfection very of their formula. Fucking good. The the the. It's such a unique setting, like, and the fact that it gets better as yes. you go on in the game. Mm-hmm. You should really play Bloodborne. I have it for free on PS Plus. Yeah, me too. I have it downloaded. I hate them all so, so far. So. Yes, oh, cool. Cool. Alex. <laughs> I can. I, I, I find it really weird that everyone seems to like them, and there's only one level. One level. There's only this first area, and then you lose, and well, that's you keep it. Dying. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't get I can't, it. I hate it. It's bad. These are really bad games. Um, I really can't tell if he's mocking me now or yeah. <laughs> yes, mostly myself. Uh, I I pl- so I actually got farther in Sekiro than any of the others. The combat itself is fun. Yeah. Like I enjoy like. But then the, I hit the wall again. The reposing, yeah, yeah. Like like I said, the second I die and I at least lose thirty minutes of progress, I think I'm gonna bow out because I. Like, what stake do I have in something that's gonna constantly kick my ass? There was mm-hmm. so because it's not narrative stake. And that's usually what pushes me forward in a game. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I, so he, l- let me explain my experience with Demon Souls. Justify yourself <laughs> to me. This is going to sound pretty hipster, but I, I picked up Demon Souls on, on a whim before Dark Souls made it all popular, you know? And uh, I, I was playing through this game. I had no idea what I was doing. And I was like, what the fuck? Why is this so hard? And you beat the first boss who's just a, a little puddle of, of goo. And you're like, okay, all right, fine. And then you run out onto this bridge, and a dragon breathes fire on you, and you die immediately. And you, there's no way you really could have expected this coming, except for a roar, but still, you didn't expect the entire level to catch on fire. And you die, and you're like, well, that was pretty rude. And then you throw yourself against a wall, and you and you get past this dragon, and then you come up to this titanic, literally a giant knight who with a giant shield, and he steps on you, or he throws energy beams at you, or the archers on the wall in this fight uh, all shoot you down. I remember that one. And you're like, God damn. I, I I feel like this game keeps pushing me down, but the urge to overcome it, like it either comes in or it doesn't, depending on what kind of player you are. Because either either you look at it and say, "This is bad game design that's only meant to irritate me and like like you know force me to go through replay this stuff," or you get you get invested in your own like conquest against the difficulty of the game itself, mm-hmm. which is separate and, from the narrative investment. And there's there's a atmospheric joy of like going and like experiencing the setting but then you have an investment in your own kind of conquest over the immense difficulty sure and uh just touching on like everyone comparing it like dark souls to monster hunter i like to think the reason i like monster hunter more is every monster fight can take like up to an there's always going to be a period where you're able to step back and just observe mm-hmm. and learn. Mm-hmm. And like in that moment you can overcome. And I always feel like dark souls doesn't really give you that moment. You're like expected to die and come back. Right. Whereas monster hunter expects you to learn just like via watching and, and then really getting to know your, your prey trial by death versus trial versus by just like observation you know, yeah real experience and, and observation and i think uh, i think it is at least somewhat important to note that the the rise of dark souls i feel like and feel free to correct correct me if i'm wrong the rise of dark souls came 
alongside people saying that games weren't difficult enough. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I and, think it, it was... and, it, and it formed such a strong cult behind it that if you don't like it, there are some unreasonable pe- unreasonable people, not you, who will say, "Oh, well, you're you're bad at games. You're casual, or you're a casual." It, yeah, exactly. This is like a bad fan base, to right? Dark Souls. Where it's like, "Don't impress me because I like hard games." And, it's like, and that's the like, thing is when you're coming into Sekiro, bad. when you're coming into Bloodborne, <laughs> when you're coming into Dark Souls, with with seeing that from the outside. It sucks. I won't deny I'm bringing a lot of baggage into yeah. this game, but I'm still enjoying this game. And for all intents and purposes, Sekiro does not play the way I expected a Souls game. It's a little different to yeah. play. Mm-hmm. You should play this and Bloodborne. Uh, but well, so I think both Bloodborne and this encourage you to stay in the fight. Dark Souls and Demon Souls are both a little bit more passive, where you want to you you, you want to s- s- kind of attrition attack and then get away and attack and get away yeah yeah this you stay up to keep your enemy's posture from regaining you're 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 you can aggressively counter to stay up in their face you don't have to roll out of the way you can still roll but usually counter is better than rolling you uh you you want to keep them back so they can't take a moment to rest because if they rest then you've wasted a lot of time breaking down their posture um if uh and and bloodborne does a different thing where if you get hit if you immediately attack for a couple seconds, you can regain some of that health back. Right. So it just encourages you to keep on attacking. And I think both of those mechanics to keep you aggressive benefited the combat a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the, both of those games have immensely better combat than either Dark Souls or Demon Souls. Um, and I still like the combat in Dark Souls and Demon Souls, but I think it's a I think it's a better system to keep you engaged in what's happening in right. the fight. Yeah, that I agree with. Yeah, I'm gonna keep playing it. Um, I'm looking forward to getting to, to an actual boss. The potentials, yeah. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> it was a boss. Okay, it was hard. I died to it. I, yeah. I've died to a lot of regular enemies in that game. So, um, but we have to wrap up. We did not discuss a bunch of stuff that I would like us to discuss. So maybe do you want to do quick hits and, uh, and a no, thumbs up, thumbs I, down. I'd rather I don't okay. know, give them That's their fair. due. That's we'll fair. just um, say this: E3 is coming, guys. Oh, oh, the third. E three is the third coming. one. The third in any exist in its existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Electronic machines. Parabellum. Mm-hmm. Also, yes. yeah. there's a new Game Boy called the Play Date. Oh, it looks pretty nifty. Also, Xbox Games Pass on uh, PC. Mm. Yeah, these we're, we're, guys, we're these are professionals. The quick hits regardless yeah. of whether you want also, it. Microsoft is... teaming up with Steam. <gasps> Wait, Sony? No, it's the well. They, Microsoft that thing. is sending some uh, my, some Xbox exclusives to Steam to be like, we choose oh, Steam. That one, okay, uh, gotcha. Well, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, they Maybe. said Microsoft's statement was like that we want you to be able to choose your platform a little bit more. They're basically, but they sent it to Steam and not all. Here's these other ones, right? Like well, yeah. Stuff. I mean, it was very clearly like a little, there's a little bit. I of, still only buy from the Windows Store. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They're killing the universal Windows. Platform, yeah. yeah, that is so um, that is interesting. The funny thing is, somebody made, a, made a point about this article. And this will be my last thing I say, so don't close this thing off. So there's an article about how Windows is uh, is going to uh, going to help this help Steam in the fight against Epic Store, and all around this article is Epic Store sale ads <laughs> just covering nice. the screen to the point where most of the screen's real estate is actually Epic Game Store ads. That's pretty good. And the article yeah. takes up, yeah, that's so. pretty fantastic. Nice. Uh, but yeah, um. I'll be going to E3 uh, <gasps> a, a week from the date of this posting. You're entering that Smash tournament, right? 
in the Splatoon tournament? Sure. I don't even know when that is. If yeah. you, uh, I don't, if, know, I don't know a floor pass. So if you wonder, if you're wondering why your suitcase is so heavy, don't question it. <laughs> <laughs> like I got a chill in this suitcase. <laughs> um, uh, me and Khalif Adams are going to do some uh, uh, roundtable uh, talks and stuff awesome. at the show. Um, Is this gotta, to be Wardcast branded? Uh, it will be both. It'll be oh. uh, us. So it should show up on both our feeds and the Spawn on Me feed. That's awesome. Um, we're kind of exchanging. Um, I think it's going to be one uh, roundtable on his, one roundtable on mine, um, back and forth. Um, and then I think after the show ends, we'll put the other ones that weren't on their feeds on the other feeds um so you'll get both but you know be like a pokemon red and blue situation and exactly. eventually we'll get emerald exactly or, yeah <laughs> yep yep red blue and emerald those were the colors that was that generation that's right <laughs> and uh but yeah look forward to that um it should be a cool week of stuff um but until then joe where can people find you you can find me here on word games mm-hmm. there on attract mojas also going to be found through Word Games a lot. Uh-huh. And in addition to that, you can find me at, at Gerb on Twitter. Why not? How about that? Why not? Yeah. At Why Not Pizza. Alex, <laughs> where can people find you? Uh, at GalaxyCon. Definitely still going to be happening yep, when this yep. goes live, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. GalaxyCon Richmond. Uh, and then after that, on the Twitters at G-H-O-D-A-N underscore. That's Godan. Sweet. Nelson. Hi. Hey. How's it going? Great. How are you doing? You know, I'm all right. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah, I feel you. Not because of this. No. Where are you tired? You, you would tell the truth. Yeah. And it's it's definitely not because of this. It's not you. It's it's, it's not me. you. It's, it's me. Okay, so it might be you. Oh. You sent tell the truth. Where, where can people find you? Uh you can find me at Whitico on pretty much everything. So Twitter, Twitch, I guess at some point. Uh Art Station and Dribble. You could also go to witta.co that's w-h-i-t-t-i dot c o and that'll give you links to everything. Once again, shout out to Michael Macassiano. Speaking of him, I do a, another podcast called the Video Game Book Club. How dare you? Yeah, that's what I do. Uh, where you can find Michael and myself talking about uh, old games that are on our backlog that we're finally getting to play. As I said, um, I'm working on Layers of Fear right now. Uh, I believe the last one was Alice Madness Returns. And then before that, Half-Life 1, because guess what? I had never played it. And I think it's a bad game. <gasps> Whoa. You can get this hot take and more at videogamebook.club. Wow. Well, you can find me at Dylan Vento. And if you like this podcast, you want to listen to any of our other podcasts, including <gasps> our E3 specials. <gasps> you can find them at ward-games.com or on Twitter at Ward Video Games or wherever you may listen to a podcast. Just search Wardcast. Hell yeah. Um, Joe, Alex, Nelson. Hi. Thank you so much. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Good night. And so long.